John Mallon. Stretch it out. Yeah. Coming to you live from beautiful downtown Toronto. I feel like I've been saying this a lot for season four. Mm -hmm. I didn't really say it as much season two or three, but it's it, this is Live 605, and we're coming to you from beautiful Club 605 in downtown Toronto. And this is the halfway point of season four, if you can believe that. Episode six? Episode six already. Whoa. And by now, you can already tell who is to my left, your right, is the award winner, Val Gomez. <laughs> Good to have you back. Good to be here. I, I feel like I get to make more cameos this season. Yeah, I think it, it we basically, it's just you're the co-host by now. And nice. if, if you're not on an episode, well, we'll people get upset so <laughs> it's basically live at 605 is pretty much you and i now i think people demand that you're on all these episodes i'm saying this until i make the cover i'm not a legit guest or a legit co-host well if you want to make the cover next season we can do that but you have to do all the intros and edit everything <laughs> only told me and ryan to do yo girl part two to see how i feel definitely lots of people have been downloading girl talks so people <laughs> like that a lot and yeah, this is going to be another action-packed episode. Mm -hmm. We have a real topic we want to talk about this week. It's been a topic I've wanted to talk about for the last four seasons. Yeah. This will definitely most likely be a two-parter episode because there's a lot to talk about. And I feel like I'm not the true Gomez to actually do this podcast, mm -hmm. but we've, we've been having problems to get Brandon to come down. He's been a little occupied with uh, little B. Little B gigging, working, working, et cetera. So, et so we'll get him on an episode yeah. eventually. But he's at. I think he's on par with you for like the craziest jobs. Yeah. Anyone who wants to listen to a really good podcast, I think mm -hmm. if you just Google Wadis, W H A Dis D I S S, that's your brother's podcast, mm -hmm. and it's hilarious. He inspired this week's episode which is all about bad jobs <laughs> yeah. and i think he did like 10 podcast episodes i don't know if they're on itunes but i know if you google mm -hmm. what this they'll they'll come up mm -hmm. but they're really funny he has one all about his crazy jobs he has one about concerts he's gone mm -hmm. to bands he's been in i wonder if we can just rip his stuff and put it on this podcast maybe <laughs> let's just do it that way maybe we could do that okay cool we'll ask him if we can get permission yeah. to do that maybe, <laughs> maybe we'll do that for another episode but yeah, yeah we'll figure that maybe out that would be funny mm-hmm <laughs> But before we get into that, there's lots to talk about this week. Mm -hmm. There's lots to talk about for the last 24 hours. Mm -hmm. And we should probably start this by giving out all my contact information. So live at 605 on okay. Facebook. I, I forgot what to say. Facebook.com slash live at 605. That's where you'll find everything. Pictures, comments, music, this and that. From there, you'll find my Twitter. Follow me at Malencamp. Shout out to all the gangsters last week who started following me on uh, Twitter. I got like eight new followers in a couple days, which isn't a lot to people who have lots of followers, but they're all gangsters. And I got Waka Flocka Flames parody account to start following me. So <laughs> thanks to Waka Flocka Flames. We played, is that a two change or Waka Flocka Flame lyric? That was hilarious. So Waka Flocka Flame parody Twitter started following me. Instagram, I'm at John Mallon or Mallencamp. Fine, mm -hmm. I'm at Mallencamp. Do you want to give out any of your accounts? Uh, just my Instagram, Instagram, I guess. Follow me, Val Gomez23. It would be great if I knew my contact information. See, you you have more followers because you got that, like, I don't care attitude. So people are like, whoa, look at this Yeah, chick. that's because you're a stats whore. 
Yeah, that's true. (laughs) I just don't care. I'm a modest stats whore. No, so (laughs) that is all the ways to get in contact with me. Now, before we get into the sponsorship or any other stories, you may or may not have noticed for this episode and the last episode, there's a bit of a change in the intro. Oh, yes. Instead of going straight into the music, we have someone who says, John Mallon. John Mallon. (laughs) At the start of the podcast. And there's a story behind that. It's actually a very famous, well, not maybe the famous, but he's a comedian. He's a very famous comedian. Mm -hmm. And there's a whole story about how I got him to say my name. And I will tell you, but first, we're running the first ever Live at 605 contest. So if anyone can tell me the name of the comedian who says my name in the intro, the John Mallon, Mm -hmm. you will get a free... Hey, watch your dog live at 605 custom made t shirt. <laughs> now, can you give a hint? Because I felt like I didn't yes. know who this guy was. This guy is someone who's like a true podcaster, would probably know who he is. Mm-hmm. But like I said, he's not like a Dane Cook and he, like he's not the most recognizable voice. <laughs> but he's a famous, like, let me tell you why he's a famous comedian. First of all, because he is a comedian. Okay. He's written on lots of shows, he's Such produced as. shows, he does a lot of those. Um, like reality uh, e-talk shows. Okay. But basically... Like the soup? Not the soup, necessarily. He does like, you know, those like love and hip-hop shows or yes. like roasts, like a lot of those kinds of things. But he started out as a Boston comic with Joe Rogan like 20 years ago. Okay. He has his own podcast, which he puts out two podcasts a week. Mm-hmm. He also has a radio show on Howard Stern's uh, radio station. Okay. Serious Radio. So... Basically, I'm going to give you three clues. You can Google these clues and find out who it is. Are you ever going to play the clip of his Yeah, thing? there's a whole clip of him talking uh, kind of to me. Yeah. But let me get these clues. And then people, once we figure, if no one gets in like the next, by next week, I'll just tell it who it is. And play the clip? And play the clip. It's really cool. But here's the clues. I'm wondering if you should play the clip on this one, because then people might understand who he is and then... Okay, yeah. yeah. You know what? Let me give out his clues and then we'll play... It's like a five-minute clip. Maybe I'll play the first two minutes of yeah. him talking. So like I said, he has his own radio show on Howard Stern's Sirius mm-hmm. Radio. He is, he's been on lots and lots of Death Squad podcasts. Death Squad is like Joe Rogan's podcast. Like mm-hmm. everyone, A lot of people know Death Squad. So he's definitely been on Joe Rogan's podcast lots of times. Like I said, he started with him in Boston about 20 years ago. Okay. And the other big thing is he's, uh, he's always on Chelsea Lately on the panel guest. Like, he's not a guest that he sits down and talks with her. I don't watch the show, but I know he's been on it. He does, like, panel stuff. It'll be him, her, and, like, some other comedians talking about stories. Okay. So if you Google Boston comic uh, on Howard Stern's Sirius, who does Chelsea Lately, who's had his own Comedy Central specials, (laughs) you'll figure out who he is. Cool. But maybe let's play a two-minute clip about uh, him talking kind of to me. Yes. Okay. But maybe before I play his clip, should I tell him what he's talking about? Yeah. Just to give context. some context. So he has his own podcast, which I'm not going to say what it's called. Mm-hmm. But he was doing an all request episode where he's just like, tweet me requests of what you want me to talk about like we've done before and I'll mm-hmm. talk about it. So here's another clue. He's uh, a recovering drug or like alcoholic. <laughs> so he, did, he used to do drugs and alcohol back in the day. He also has his own book. Mm-hmm. Just saying more clues. And so my question to him was, what's your best slash worst drinking story? Oh, good question. And so people were asking him all kinds of questions, you know, who's your favorite comic, favorite comic, whatever it was. Yeah. And he was going to get dedicate like one minute to each question. Right. 
And then for mine, he like talked. He told a bunch of stories. Did so. he turn to the bottle right after he answered your question? He did not. He's been sober for like twenty years, I think. He Except said or your question is the one that pushed him over the edge. Maybe. Maybe it made him remember how good his drinking days were. Well, he do does have a couple good stories. So <laughs> how about now we play his clip, and we'll see you in like two seconds or two minutes or something. <laughs> John Mallon says what's your best and worst drinking stories wow that's a big that's a big topic i think i could I think i could do a podcast on each of these okay quick one all right i'm going to borrow time that i didn't do on other ones for this one best drinking story let's see what's a good one good drinking um drinking oh um newport rhode island summer of 1990 i'm living in a house in newport Newport, Rhode Island, 21 of us living in a converted barn. All of us working at shit jobs, making enough money to buy beer. Um, I can't say I had a lot of sex that summer. It was very much like it's a rich, snooty town. A lot of white kids who come from, uh, who were like, you know, the reason why we should take away people's inheritance. These were the kids that are getting inheritances. But we had this party, and we got seven kegs, and there was a band in town called Manity that a couple of the kids in the house were friends with and so they they came out and played and the party started on a Friday night and it ended on a Sunday around noon and it went nonstop and there were people sleeping in what had been the horse stalls in the barn on blankets on nothing people having sex all over the place cocaine uh, men wrestling with other men uh, music coming going uh, police came and went it was it was the best, it was the longest period I think I ever drank straight. And it ended with us naked boogie boarding. Not ended, but the Saturday night, we were naked boogie boarding at, at Second Beach in Newport, about 12 of us. And um, I don't think it can get much better than that. And we're back, so hopefully you guys have enough clues. You have enough to Google all this information to yeah, find out who it true. is. And so check Facebook.com slash live at 605 to see the picture of me mm-hmm. in my Watch Your Dog shirt. I have four of them. One's for myself. One we gave, gave to our friend Ferris who moved to L.A. And I have two floating around. So Ooh. one of them will go to a contest winner. And one of them, I don't know if we should, well, maybe we shouldn't say who the other one might go to because it, maybe it'll be surprise. a better surprise. Yeah. But uh, let's get into the sponsorship this week. Yes. So this week's episode, Live at 605, is also sponsored again by the TTC. Is it? Well, because, yeah, I'm going to do the sponsorship this week. So, uh, I don't know where to begin, but I am fucking PO'd right now. Yeah. And basically, I was was on the subway earlier this week, and you guys know I've boycotted the subway because of fucking asshole streetcar drivers who have yet to apologize to me. Right. But there was a couple days this week where I had to take the subway just because I was running late for work because I Mm -hmm. woke up late. I just didn't want to walk. I was just tired. So, <laughs> And I'm on the subway, and it's rush hour, so it's super busy. And now TTC etiquette is what you were talking about last week. Right. Here's more TTC etiquette. If you are on the subway and you have a big backpack, you shouldn't keep it on your back. You should hold onto it in front of you. Or down on the floor. Or even better, down the floor. Because when you have a big backpack, that takes up a lot of space. Totally. So I'm standing there minding my own business when all of a sudden a guy starts tapping me on the shoulder and I look at him and he looks at me like gestures he wants me to move. Yeah. And I look and usually I wouldn't move for someone. Well, I wouldn't move for someone. Was it packed? Yeah, it was completely packed. 
That's why, like, I get, I know when people are trying to get off, I move. I don't just stand there like For other sure. idiots on the subway you do. You respect TTC etiquette. I do, because I hate the TTC, so <laughs> I respect it. Keep going. Sorry, I just had to swallow there. Uh, so. Swallow, swallow what? Just like, I had, like, some mucus phlegm. Yeah. Sorry, mucus phlegm. Ugh. Uh, anyways, he taps me on the shoulder, and he wants me to move, but I was mm. like, screw you, you have a big backpack on, you like, fuck off. I'm not moving, so I didn't say this. I just oh, looked so at him. Oh, you said this. I didn't say that. I gave him bitch eyes. Uh, <laughs> I was like, yo, we got, you're going to get stabbed or punched in the nose. No, he was a large gentleman. But he, he was trying to get me, he was tapping me on the shoulder to move. And yeah. like, move. Uh, I'm like, no, you got a big backpack. You know what you could do is if you held your backpack, you could dart around me. Yeah. So I didn't move. Then he like shouldered into me and got Did off the subway. Did you him? No, I just stood my ground. Then I gave him bitch eyes when he got off the subway again. <laughs> And it was a sort of gossip girl like definitely, definitely. And can I tell everyone quickly about our experience on the subway yesterday too? This was Go. a quick one. That, yes. And then you got something we'll talk about from last night. We got a new segment this yeah. week. But we're getting on the subway last night to go to dinner and a movie, and it wasn't as busy of a subway. But not on, at all. On our train that we were getting on, there was a, at least eight of us getting on, and we were second in line. And this one. Gangster. Gangster, asshole guy. Starts to walk on, stops, has one foot on the subway, one foot on the platform, stops, peeks his head in the subway, turns around, peeks his head out, back in, he just stands blocking the whole subway car. Yeah, like, so all of us can't get on. None of us can get on. He does it for, like, okay, it was only, like, eight seconds, but still, eight seconds when you should be able to get on in two seconds. Totally. And I'm like, fuck, man, just get on the goddamn subway. But I didn't want to get, like, shanked by him totally. or something like that, so. So rude. It's just like, do you actually think you're the only person getting on the subway? I know. It's just, uh, all this TTC etiquette uh, fucking angers me, as you can tell. I'm swearing <laughs> a lot. So, I don't know. That's all the stories I had. The weird thing was about. about the TTC etiquette, though, they actually do billboards about this. Like, clearly nobody pays attention to some of them. But there is billboards about, like, proper procedure to wear, like, large bags on the subway or, like, how to throw, like, where to throw your garbage and all that kind of jazz and, like, giving up your seat to an elderly person, like, from last week's podcast, etc. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, all these people suck. Yeah, they're idiots. Such idiots. Prize assholes, as <laughs> Jermaine would say from Flight of the Concords. What is the line again? Uh... You're a prized asshole. You didn't even recognize my casserole or something. Yeah. Like my professor roles. <laughs> my professor roles. Anyone who doesn't watch the Flight of the Concord should check Damn out it. that show. Whose birthday? Ah, oh. Whose birthday's coming up? Uh, we can save it for Jen. Oh, yeah. We could do that. We could call her. Call her day after. after. The, the day, day after, after my birthday, birthday is not my birthday, mom. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll make them band of the week one of these weeks. These nice. guys. Okay, if you guys can't tell what we're talking about, it's Flight of the Flight Con- of the Concord. Sorry about that. Really? Um, I, I, anyways, that's just the sponsorship this week. Well so done. People suck. People suck. TTC sucks. Mm-hmm. Hashtag live at 605 and hashtag TTC sucks. That's what I've been trying to do. So I'm trying to get <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm trying to get uh, TTC to apologize to me for that fucking asshole of a streetcar driver. So who true. Mouthed off to me and then I mouthed off to him as well. <laughs> But continuing to roll right along, so we have lots to talk about. Before we get into jobs, yes, we gotta give a shout out to one of our dear, dear friends and dear, dear family members, <laughs> yeah. who's been one of the loyal listeners of Live at Six Hundred Five since day one. Which is which is super cool. Yeah, we have, we have some really. It's always awesome to find out who listens to this show and. 
like, I mean, there's lots of our friends do, lots of our family does, but it's always just cool when people, like, I always check the stats to see where people download. There's a couple downloads through uh, Ukraine this week, which was really cool. That's but, where my uh, violin teacher's from. Oh, really? Maybe she's got her people listening. Maybe the mm-hmm. Ukrainians. <laughs> but two of, like, the most loyal listeners have definitely got to be Pops Malin. Yes, and the other loyal listener who always writes in and comments, tell us how much he likes the show, is your cousin Kenny from yeah. beautiful Boston. Boston. So he actually wrote us a really nice message yesterday on Facebook. Let me grab that. And um, I just wanted to read it on the podcast because I always like to read stuff that people write that's always super cool. Mm-hmm. So this is from our friend, your cousin Ken, who is also a fantastic musician. Yeah. It's always not fair just because of how talented all you guys <laughs> I felt bad today because it was like we were, me and my brothers and Beth kept jamming today for like 40 minutes. Yeah, today is actually like the family day long weekend. Which In Ontario. My guess is, since we're talking to and uh, about Kenny right now, he probably doesn't know about family day weekend because I don't think they have that. It's, only, it's, it's, it's only a Canadian, Canadian lofty holiday. Yeah. But yeah, we did family day. So Carl and Beth from Roommate Hate slash Bad Roommates podcast fame hosted a nice little brunch for all of us today. Yep. And you guys were all jamming yeah. in the music room. Totally. And you had your violin going, which was cool. Which we, we could only do songs like Bob Cajun, Long December. Uh, I can't remember what Joe, what Joel Walsh song was it? Life's Been Good to Me or something yeah. like that, maybe? And then we kept playing Everybody Hurts <laughs> nice. by R.E.M., which was hilarious. I like it. <laughs> well, I should have recorded that, you guys singing, just like put on the... A podcast. Anyways, so Ken wrote a really nice note to us at facebook.com slash live at 605. He said, hey, just want, why did I say it all I don't know. Hey. hey watch now, your dog. Watch your dog. <laughs> hey, just want to check out, oh, hold on. Hey, just want to check in to say I'm still listening, never miss an episode. Thanks for keeping me entertained. Got a big kick out of the athlete or porn star game. <laughs> but next time you play, because you include not only what sport the athlete plays, but also what sport the porn star might play, <laughs> which is, yeah, that is good. Like, That's hilarious. What was it? Long, uh, longer, longer, longer. Oh, that was a sports star. But yeah, we should, when we say, I should say, is that a porn star or an athlete? Yeah. And if it is an athlete, tell me totally. what, what sport you think they play. So that's a good mm-hmm. suggestion. We'll do that. He also says, and I was cracking up when John said, sorry, my mind's in the gutter when he called the game athlete or stripper <laughs> instead of porn star. And he says, is stripper really dirtier than a porn star? <laughs> it's so true. That's true. I mean... Strippers are dirty considering just all the dancing they do with like random people. Okay. I don't know. Porn star is pretty dirty, but porn star is pretty. Seeing as we just watched Don John. Don John, well. yeah, that is a pretty graphic movie. So. But um, thank you, Ken. I appreciate that. We appreciate you writing in and everything. I think the best part about what I love about Kenny is that he's like actively listening and contributing. So today on the ride to Carl's house for. Um, family day brunch you're like oh I have the best news to tell you mm. and I was like yo guy what and you're like somebody donated to the PayPal account I was like oh my god that's so awesome and then you're you're like guess who I was like pop smallin and then no. you're like no I'm like Katie no. no I was like did you hijack my credit card <laughs> no <laughs> Carl no Brandon no. no and I like went through like all of our immediate circle and then I was like yo next year Kenny Kenny <laughs> right so if you guys go to live at 605.podomatic.com not only can you download and listen to episodes there you can also hit the PayPal account and help support the podcast 
because this is good timing. So thank you very much, Ken. Ken was awesome. He donated some money. He donated six oh five, six oh five, which is which, fantastic. And which only took me four hours to figure yeah. out why he donated six. When I told you that, I thought you understood. Like I got it right away, but I thought you. Understood. No, no, I didn't. That that's how tired I am, guys. But like in my head, I was like, "Oh my god, that's probably worth like twenty one dollars Canadian." Because mm-hmm. so. here's where we're at right now. This was perfect timing. So, like I said, it costs money each month to put out podcasts because you have to get bandwidth and yeah. storage and all this stuff. So right now, I'm at about like eighty five percent full for bandwidth, which means I can either delete episodes of the podcast to free up space and post more. Or I have to buy more bandwidth. Right now, I'm like a pro-level user on Podomatic. The next, mm-hmm. I have to upgrade to like broadcast user. Mm-hmm. Broadcast being like the Adam Corollas who put out like one every single mm-hmm. day to have enough space. But if we're splitting bills, aren't I like paying for 50% of your bandwidth so it is already cheaper? No, because this is something I pay myself. I don't know. You split up the bills. <laughs> Maybe I should. <laughs> if I knew I could have done are you, that. Are you stealing my money for bandwidth? Yeah, maybe our cable rent up like $200. <laughs> but so, I, I mean, I don't want to get rid of the first few episodes because I think they're really good. But if you guys don't submit money. <laughs> Can you not force people to, be, to continue our narcissistic podcast? I said the two best ways to support this podcast is A, Telling a friend, family, or friend of me about it, or be putting money in that PayPal account. Here's a great segue into this week's topics. Jobs. jobs. Who wants a job? Who needs a job? Fuck y'all, I got the job. It's actually um working for a pretty big financial company. You get some dime, you pay for that podcast. Oh, hells yeah. <laughs> Although, can I tell one more just quick funny story before we get into jobs? Yeah. So, I had something like super embarrassing happen to me this week. Um, it's not the most embarrassing thing, but it's you guys. Everyone will be able to re- relate to this because this has happened to everybody. Has there ever been a time when you've been sitting, standing, walking, and someone said your name, and then you thought they were talking to you, and you turned around and just like, hey, and they weren't talking to you. They're talking to like a different Val or a different Michael <laughs> or a different Patrick, like whoever name yeah. it is. Isn't it weird when someone's like Val, and then you look around and it's someone you don't know yelling to someone like totally. across the street? So I was at work sitting at my desk eating a delicious foot-long roast beef and bacon on white bread with lettuce, salt, and pepper. <laughs> a sodium sandwich. Yeah. And I'm sitting at my desk and the security guard, who's really awesome at our work, I could hear him. I, could, I couldn't see him because he was behind me, but all I hear him say mm-hmm. right behind me is, hey, Johnny boy. <laughs> And I don't know why I was like, oh, clearly it's on me. So I just turned around and I'm like, what's going down? It's your boy over here. <laughs> you know, like I started talking like Will Smith and like the freshman spray. Like, what up? That is so weird. And so he's like, hey, Johnny boy. I was like, what's going on, man? How many people heard? Well, first of all, he wasn't talking to me. He was talking to the guy in IT. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh. And there was only one person, just my manager sitting like next to me. Yeah. And I... She obviously she saw and heard what happened, but I just like buried my head in my sub because I was like, oh, this is so embarrassing because I thought he, it's just, I don't know why that's embarrassing, but. It is because you don't know because now is he obligated to say hi to you too? I know. And then it's just like the way I reacted too. I was like, what's going down, man? <laughs> and I'm like, just the way I said it and I was like, oh, he wasn't even talking to me. This is so weird. So. Which is weird because you don't like talking to people. No, but when so why do you get so excited all of a sudden? He seemed so excited to like talk to me, and it's just like he said my name all funny. But he said, <laughs> and apparently the IT guy's name is John. So Aww. I don't know. That's, well, that's nice. Then. Yeah. So that ended up. Sorry, that just, dude. I don't know. Does that happen to anyone else? Do you have like embarrassing name calling stories? Mm, 
I was just, that was just like a, a hypothetical question for our listeners or you. Or me? Uh, yeah. I don't know if I've had any. Well, here's the other thing. This freaking chair is so squeaky. Is it? Yeah. Well, you don't have to say the squeaky chair gets the wheel. <laughs> Awkward pause. <laughs> now I forgot what I was going to say. Here's the other thing. Oh, yeah, the other thing is my creative ma- uh, director who sits in front of me, her name is Dawn. Mm-hmm. You know how many times people have walked up, because I sit right behind her, who walked up, and all I hear is, Hey, John. Mm-hmm. But they don't say, Hey, John. They say, Hey, Don. And I'm like, Yes. <laughs> and they're like, no, no, I was talking to Don. I do have some. Okay, so it's not the same thing. It's kind of the same thing. Because when I first started at my work, I hate when people actually call me Valerie, right? Because I feel like I'm getting yelled at. Okay. But now, just by nature of being in a little bit more like professional like meetings and conferences and going to different events, I prefer when people call me Valerie to Val. But my email signature is mm. Val. So when every time somebody's now like Val, I think it's my friend Sal or whatever. <laughs> and I'll, I always turn around for everything. And now I can't actually break people in professional settings calling me Val. Really? Right? Which sucks. So That does suck. It does suck. You, at least your name is not short for anything. Well, this is what pisses me off. It's when people call me Jonathan. Yeah. Because that's not my goddamn name. It's just John. <laughs> So I hate when people say Jonathan. I was like, yeah. no, that's not my name. Why do they say it so, like, flamboyant? Jonathan! I'll be high. I'll be I don't know why I said that all strangely. <laughs> oh, should we? So we. I know we're going to get into jobs. This is why we might only get into, like, one or two jobs we had. Mm-hmm. But uh, we have a couple fun podcast episodes coming up. Like I said, we're halfway through the season. Mm-hmm. We will be going back to Ottawa in a couple weeks for another Senators game. Definitely. So... The most popular episode so far this season has been the Ottawa podcast, so I think we might have to record another episode in beautiful Mm. Kanata, Ontario. But we also had an idea for another podcast episode. Uh, We might be doing one from a new location, a moving location. We might be doing one from a car. Car cast. Car cast. Because we get so aggro when we drive, like driving you to violin lessons, driving around today. Mm We just get really aggravated and start yelling at people. But then we also do like rapping in the car. We rap in the car like we were rapping some songs this week. It's just like really funny. So yeah. we might do a car cast, but just to warn you, that one will be explicit, explicit language, yeah. like hardcore swearing. So yeah, if, if you're not <laughs> everything, everyone's an asshole. <laughs> everyone's an asshole. This and that, but also today, so we were driving to your brother's house, and mm-hmm. I came. You can't see my fingers this close. To maybe getting a ticket. Oh my god, there were uh, so much pigs on the road. I, I definitely <laughs> almost shat myself today because we were driving, we just got off the highway, and we were in a 60 zone, but I was going like 84. <laughs> yeah. And I think we were listening to like gangster rap music. Yeah. And we all, just finished listening to N Words in Paris. We bawled so hard. Yeah. And then we looked to our right, I'm going really fast. We just see cop, just two, like a cop, two cop. One cop car, two cops inside of it. Yeah. Like No, there's two cop cars. Oh, there were two cop yeah. cars. Oh, That's shit. why I thought one would like totally kill Totally go after us. And we were going so fast, but I like slammed on the brakes to like try to get down to 70 as quickly as I could. <laughs> yeah. And like when we saw the cops, I was like, oh my God. I was like, just look forward. I'm like, no cops are coming. No cops are coming. No cops. <laughs> it was like as if we had like a big bag of like crack on us yeah, or something. Which we obviously we don't. don't. But yeah, nothing happened. But I was like, oh my gosh. Just like that nervousness when yeah. you see a cop car and you know you're going a little bit faster than you should have been. See? Lesson to be learned. Lesson to be learned. And we're in a rental car, which yeah, makes well, it ten times more issuey. Zip car, yeah. yeah. So, 
so without further ado, it's only been a half hour since we started this show. <laughs> if you want to get into the jobs episode. Sure. Who wants a job? Who needs a job? Fuck y'all, I got the job. It's actually um, working for a pretty big financial company. So, I don't know about you, but before I became a promo producer at writer work, extra writer extraordinaire, I had a lot of crazy jobs growing up as a kid. <laughs> so, I don't know what about you. Did you have I had... a couple jobs before you became creative manager before the age of 30? <laughs> I definitely and had... the award winner. <laughs> I definitely had um, a handful of jobs. Stupid jobs. Okay. Um, some stood longer than others just by nature of maintaining one gig throughout university, but still stupid stories along that So path. what what was the very first job you had, and mm-hmm. how old were you when you had your first job? So the weird thing was, was yesterday, um, when I went out for coffee with Miranda, I was actually telling her, I was like, oh, this week's episode of 605 is going to be about jobs. When did you start working? Mm-hmm. And she's like, she started working at 14. Okay. I had my first job at 15. Okay. And I remember my dad and my mom just being like, I think it's time for you to start working. And a bunch of my friends were working at a retirement home. Oh, yes, yes. I, I've told you this story. Yeah, these are good stories. Um... And so it's a retirement home, and a bunch of my friends from school were waitresses there. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, okay, you know what? I will come apply for this job. And clearly they were, like, running it like a sweatshop. So I was like, okay, of course they're going to give me that job. Mm. Um, So that was when I was 15. I'll tell that story after you tell when did you start. And just out of curiosity, how old were your brothers when they first got their jobs? Do you remember? Like, was this a thing... Where, because you were the youngest and the only girl, you got a job. Like, 15 is definitely pretty young. Like, that's about mm-hmm. as young. Well, Miranda was 14, but yeah. I mean, where it was like Carl, like 14. Or were they all, like, was it 15? Your dad's like, and your yeah. mom, like, okay, time for you guys to get summer jobs or after school jobs. See, or... The problem is, Carl would probably fucking lie and say he was, like, selling copies of The Economist at, like, four years old. Because he's still the same person who was like, I was three years old and I knew what I wanted to be. An economist. It's like, fuck off. You know you wanted to be a cowboy. Your mom told us a story today when your brother, Carl, is two years old. He's watching TV and your mom's like, what are you watching? He's like, the news. Yeah, Leave he's me alone. such a low. I was like, what? he's such a loser. Um, I feel like Brad had started working when he was maybe like 15, 16. Maybe Carl when he was like 16, 17. And wasn't there, didn't Carl used to sell shoes out of the back of his trunk or something <laughs> yeah. like that? Yeah, <laughs> done, done that. <laughs> Does he still do that? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let me tell you about my first job. Go. I was 15 when I got my first job. Okay. I sound like I was like uh, confessing that like, I was 15 when I had my first uh, <laughs> shot of heroin, and <laughs> then I drove into a telephone pole. And I was 16, and two re- no 15 sorry two reasons why I, I had to get a job was one I wanted to buy a PlayStation 2 okay and I, I the only time I got money when I was 15 or before that was cuz uh-huh. my parents would give me $20 to go to a movie Aww. but the real reason why I got a job at the age of 15 was cuz my dad told me to <laughs> you're 15 I think I should ask my dad maybe if he has time we can ask him about like his first job when we we're in Ottawa totally but I think he his first job I know he did like paper routes and stuff I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure but I know he used to work at Loblaws I think he probably first got like a job at like twelve or something like that. Jesus. But he's like, it's fifteen, it's time for you to get a job now. So from what I remember, both me and my older sister Jen both applied for the same job. It was like a big Wait, when you were fifteen or like she was older than you or 
and applied like she did you guys a, apply together? Yeah, at the same time. Okay. Was that her first job? I don't remember. I think it may have been. I think she got a job. I don't know. Or when was her first job? Her first job, well, she used to do a lot of babysitting, Mm -hmm. but her first job, and she worked there for a long time, was Party Mart. Fun! Yeah, like, I think she worked through there, like, all through probably, like, end of high school, university and stuff. Okay. But it was awesome. Like, they had, like, balloons and costumes Mm -hmm. and decorations and stuff. Mm -hmm. So, like, that was a fun place. Okay. But I think... Yeah, when she must have been 19, I was 15, we both applied. There was, like, a job fair mm-hmm. that we both went to for Sobeys because they were opening, like, this brand-new Sobeys in beautiful Kanata, Ontario. <laughs> yeah. And um, so we we went there and applied, and the thing was, I guess they couldn't give it to, like, two siblings. Mm-hmm. Like, you couldn't both be family yeah. members and work there. So it was, like, rock, paper, scissors, who could get it? Yeah, so I ended up getting the job, and I was okay. like, ah, damn it. I was like, I wish she got it, so then I wouldn't have a job to go work at. Because I'm like, I didn't want to work at 15. Like, <laughs> yeah, I wanted a PlayStation 2, but I would have been happy to just, like, wait until Christmas and get it. Spoiled. Spoiled. No. <laughs> you want to know, no, I'm not spoiled. Was my parents paying me for hitting home runs in baseball? <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> he won't listen to this podcast. No. Um, but, so I got the job at Sobeys, and I was happy because they hired me as a cart boy okay so i was like sweet i'll definitely pimp this system because i'm like a cart boy mm-hmm. just spend all day outside yeah go get carts i'll tell you guys in a bit spending all day outside Such as the life of a cart boy, cart boy. <laughs> yeah. but that was almost the end of my career as a cart boy spending all day outside because something very crazy happened to me so we'll build up to that go so when I got hired at Sobeys, since they were building the grocery store, it wasn't like I got hired and started work the next week. Mm-hmm. There was like a good month of training that went hap- that happened. To push the cart? I'm sorry, I'm just trying to follow this story. I wish this was a video podcast to see the bitch eyes I just gave you <laughs> yeah. right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's more about just being a cart boy. It's, it's Did not... you have to ride like, that machine to get the carts or were you physically... Oh, hell is not... I... Listen, I'm not one of these new age, 2014, <laughs> skinny little 15-year-olds pushing carts with a machine. I pushed I'm, all I'm the carts. I'm an old age, skinny I'm little. Old age, skinny little. <laughs> I was a 95-pound, 5-foot-4, <laughs> pale-skinned man, not a boy, man, pushing 8, 9, 10, 12 carts at a time. In what degree weather? Oh, we'll get to that. <laughs> so, I, I, you'll like this part. I was at what it is now called Canadian Tire Center, but was then called the Corral Center, where the auto centers played, we got trained there. So I was not on the ice or anything. <laughs> I feel drunk right now. I don't know why. Maybe it's those great those drinks you made this morning. Oh, yeah. Um, no, we got trained in, like, a room, and they had, like... Okay, <laughs> keep going. I don't know why I feel so crazy right now. Because somebody had to freaking train you to push a cart? I wasn't trained how to push carts. They were training me on cashier work right now. There was like a bunch of, there was like 15 of us kids. Yeah. And they trained us in a room of like, here's produce, here's a code for like hickory sticks or something. <laughs> okay. Either way, it's just like, this is what a cash is. And like, I know there was me and like a couple, couple other cart boys, mm-hmm. cart men, I should say. And it was just like an overall training. Like mm-hmm. you might need to get pulled on cash as a cart guy if it's super busy. Right. So you need to know how to work cash. Gotcha. One of the days they drove us to a Loblaws and like, don't tell them we're, we're working for Sobeys. They were like taking us around and like, here's This is like West Side Story spinach. of yeah. like freaking grocery stores. But you know what's crazy yeah. was 
so we were at the corral center getting trained in a room, and then we had to drive to Loblaws. Mm-hmm. So I drove with like three other guys that drove who were also getting trained. Yeah. And to this day, if I hear "Days of the Week" by Stone Temple Pilots, <laughs> it just makes me think of that car ride to Loblaws, because it's when that song oh, came yeah. out in uh, 2000 or 2001, whenever I was 15. Yeah. And it's just whenever I hear that song, it reminds me of like driving to Loblaws as like a 15 year old working crazy. at Sobeys. So that's the only t- yeah, it makes me think of that song. Okay. So. Eventually, the time came when Sobeys opened. There was a huge grand opening. I worked the first day. Mm-hmm. And now, can I describe to you what my uniform was for Sobeys? Go. Most grocery store people wear, like, nice slacks and, like, like a, a golf shirt, right? Slacks. It's like pants. <laughs> okay. Like nice black... Trousers. Trousers, dress pants, <laughs> slacks. Mm-hmm. Here's what I had to wear. Mm-hmm. Um, black, black dress shoes, like... Black is soil dress shoes. Soil's usually brown. <laughs> Oops. Black dress shoes. Uh, black slacks. Try saying that four times flat, fast. Black slacks, black slacks. Black shock. <laughs> I think I might be drunk, but I'm not. I didn't put that much gin in those drinks. I was sipping on some gin and juice earlier today. <laughs> AKA a Manhattan chase. You made a very good Manhattan chase today. Mm-hmm. And so... Black, black sho- uh, dress shoes, black mm-hmm. slacks, mm-hmm. a white crisp, crisp button-up shirt. I think there may have been a tie involved. Okay. And then like a butcher's coat to go over top, like a lab <laughs> coat pretty much. Why do you need to do surgery while you're picking up carts? I don't know, but it's just like layers on layers with like black pants and black shoes that attra- attract the heat, right? Right. And this is like me going outside all day. And Sobeys opened in the dead of summer. I'm talking like June. Okay. <laughs> So really the beginning of summer. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Okay. And so the first day, here's the funny thing was they trained me how to do cash. They did not train me how to push carts. Because <laughs> one may assume you know how to push one. So I was pushing carts the first day and it was fine. Super busy. The, I like doing carts because I got to spend like all day outside. I hated working inside when people would be like, Oh, where are the beans? I'm like, lady, I don't know where beans are. Like, go to the section where it looks green. Like, get get out of my face. And those are some stellar employees. Stel- exactly. <laughs> Here was the other weird thing. So, as a cart boy, I also I guess we didn't have janitors. I had to like clean the washrooms. Ew. I had to like clean the guy. Well, not clean. I had to like inspect them. <laughs> so there's another problem with Sobeys that they got a 15 year old kid. To inspect hygiene for safety codes. Yeah, and I also had to inspect, like, the women's washrooms. So it'd be really weird. I'd, like, knock on the door and be like, uh, anyone in here pissing or anything? Ew. I'd, like, poke my head in there and, like, sign a card and be like, get out of there. See, this is the problem with the working force today. They get students to do anything. Yeah. Um, but here, here's a question for you. Do you remember at the nursing home how much you got paid per hour? I think minimum wage was, like, seven fifteen or seven thirty. Interesting. You want to know how much I got paid yeah. at Sobeys as a 15-year-old kid? Yeah. I believe it was either 6.20 or 6.30. Really? And I know for a fact, because one of my friends from high school also worked there as a cashier, mm-hmm. they got paid about what you said, 7.30, So you even got under. I got under. Yeah. And for a lot of the shifts I started getting, they started giving me cashier shifts for like the full like four, five, six-hour days. Right working cash. And I'm like, no, I don't want to do this. I'm a cart boy. And yeah. I'm like, you're paying me a cart boy, yeah. so don't make me do this cash work. <laughs> Here's the other thing was, Sobeys, I think it still is too, was 24 hours. So, is it? And beautiful Kanata it oh, is. Yeah. okay. So I used, there was a couple times I would work shifts, say like after work, 6 till like midnight or something, or mm-hmm. 6 to 11.30. 
there's a couple times I'd work six to like midnight, and then they'd have me working the next day at like seven in the morning or six in the morning. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, come on, like I'm 15, I need my sleep. Like, what are you doing to me? Okay. So it just got really bad. They're throwing me on cash. I hate cash. Yeah. My legs hurt from standing so much. I'm like, I'm a cart guy. Just like, let me roam free. Let me do my thing. I like being able to like go across the street to get one cart. Or be like, I'll be back in 10 minutes to go yeah. see if there's a cart across the street. Yeah. But here's the worst thing that ever happened to me. This mm-hmm. is how you know I'm a hard worker. Mm-hmm. So when I first started working there, you're right. It was the beginning of summer, June. But in the dead of summer, like right. in the dog days of summer, I'm talking like August 13th to like August 24th, like that kind of time frame when gotcha. it's just like sizzling. Fall, sizzling. It's hot. It's just like, get me a handkerchief. Let me get like one of those fans. Mm-hmm. One day I'm working and I work hard. Like when I was out there, I didn't have any water or anything. Do I need to recap what I was wearing? No, please okay. don't. <laughs> so you're in the Sahara. I'm in the Sahara with like lots of layers. And I remember I was working really hard. I worked, like, say, three straight hours from, like, ten till one. <laughs> what? To get that one cart. No, to get plenty of carts. It's oh, just okay. I didn't take any breaks. Oh, okay. And so uh, finally it's, like, one thirty or 1 o'clock. I've been outside for three hours, really hot. I'm like, I'm going to go get a break. So I told, like, Susie or mm-hmm. Carol, whoever was the manager, being like, yo, I'm going to get, go get my lunch right now. Mm-hmm. So as it is to th- this day, what lunch do I like to get? Subway. Work. Subway. Just so happens across the street, there's a beautiful subway to, for me to go to. Uh-huh. So I walk across the street to Subway. I'm really tired. I'm just like hungry and thirsty. Mm-hmm. Standing in line because it's super busy. Mm-hmm. And I make my order. Mm-hmm. Let me get that roast beef with bacon, lettuce, mm-hmm. salt, and pepper mm-hmm. on a uh, foot-long white bread. Right. At the time, it wasn't toasted. So okay. just throw the, the bacon in the microwave, please. Gotcha. Order that, and I'm just about to go pay for cash. Mm-hmm. When all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, I feel kind of weird right now. <laughs> I got really lightheaded, and all of a sudden, things just went, like, completely black. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I passed out, <laughs> fell backwards, smashed my head on a counter, Aww. fell probably, like, on my side, like, head, body first onto, like, mm-hmm. the tile ground. Yeah. And just passed out in the local subway. Was that probably like the person who was at the subway line? Was probably that was like their first job too. Probably, it, yeah. Which is like the worst experience for them. So I passed out, and I was only out for probably like, like five seconds. Like it wasn't like I was passed out for like a long time. Right. I passed out, hit my head, fell on the ground, and like instantly woke up again. And I'm just like, oh god, there's like blood everywhere because I Aww. smashed my head on the counter. My blood's just like dripping down my head. Every, it was super busy because it was lunchtime. Everyone's staring at me. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, holy Christ, this is like super embarrassing. And I like, I was finally, I was with it again. Right. And then it was weird. Like they didn't call an ambulance or anything. They just like put me like in a seat. Like, uh, <laughs> do you want to just sit <laughs> do here, baby? You want to sit here and eat your sandwich? Just eat your sandwich. They didn't even give me the sandwich. They didn't even give. I would have given you like a subway card. I know. So I'm sitting there, and they, luckily they called my dad. My dad came. I'm pretty sure they didn't call an ambulance. Maybe, I, I don't know, I, maybe I smashed my head. I don't clearly remember that well. Mm-hmm. But I remember my dad came. He, like, drove me to the hospital. Yeah. Either way, it turned out I had sunstroke from working in the heat for so long. No water and, like, big layers and yeah. all this kind of stuff. I got a bunch of stitches in my head. Mm. You guys remember from last week when I got stitches in my leg from yeah. being a motorcycle, bicycle stunt driver. Mm-hmm. But it was just, like, super embarrassing. Smashed my head. Where but are the stitches? They were like the back of my head. They're gone now. Like clearly, oh, okay. you wouldn't be able to see it. Even if you, like maybe if you shave my head, you could see yeah. the scar there. But 
Um, so that happened, but here's how I'm a trooper. Go. Who's back at work the very next day? What? Sure, boy. Okay, and they told you you don't have to wear a smock? No, I still wore that smock, but they're like, you know what, maybe just take some water with you, or maybe don't go out for three straight hours. What? What is the purpose of the smock? That's just what it was at the time. Like, I don't think they have it anymore, but... I wish there was a picture of me in it because I'm just like the skinniest guy with like a weird looking head. Yeah. <laughs> and like black slacks and like a smock and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> it's like a radiation vest. Yeah. So anyways, that's like the main Zeller or Sobe story. Sorry, Zeller. Spoiler alert. one of my other jobs. Mm-hmm. But I did that and then eventually I made enough money that I was able to buy a PlayStation 2. Good stuff. I got Twisted Metal Black, the game, and mm-hmm. it came with Double Team, the Jean-Claude Van Damme, oh, Dennis so Rodman good. game. So, so good. I think that's all I got to say about Sobeys. <laughs> yeah. They paid me less money than everyone else. I passed out, got sunstroke, they put me on cash, yeah. and I wore black slacks with a smock. All right. So that's my Sobeys story. <laughs> so you were 15 then? 15, yeah. Okay, so my 15-year-old first... First employment story is the retirement home with a bunch of my high school friends. And this one was really shitty as well because my uniform was a white dress shirt and black slacks, as you called them. Yeah. Right? And the shitty part was was that my parents were smart and crafty this way because I went to a Catholic school. I had to wear white dress shirts to also go to school. So they didn't want me wasting money and buying even more shirts. So I ended up having to alternate between my work uniform and my school uniform half the time. So some days when I would just go straight, I would be in the exact same outfit for almost like 12-hour days or however long I would do a shift there. Okay. So I hate waitressing. I did not understand waitressing, and waitressing in a restaurant is one thing. Waitressing in a retirement home where people are just angry by nature for being in there is a completely another thing. Well, they're creeping on death's door, so I mean... No, but it's not even like a nursing home, right? Like, these people are just like, there's different sections, like a wheelchair section, a diabetic section, and like, just like a regular section. Yeah. So it's not like, um, there's nobody there who is like terminally ill or any of that, right? Mm. Um, so anyway, so I go in there, I'm already like crying because I hate, like, I hate taking orders from these people. Yeah. You basically have a set standard of like three meal options and it's okay. like, do you want chicken, steak, or fish? Yeah. Do you want this side? Do you want apple juice, milk, or something else? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, then you have two options for dessert. People always want dessert. They yell at you because they just were like, I want this now, whatever. Mm. They want their meals in time. Doesn't matter. I can't hold more than two plates at a time for a section of 16 <laughs> people. So that's strike one against me. Okay. Yeah. I got sir, I got stuck with the diabetic section all the time, except these fuckers from this place never told me it was the diabetic section. So I, only like two weeks in after serving people like ounces and ounces of sugary things did I find out. Then my brother Brandon was like, yo, how much free shit can you get from here? <laughs> so I always used to try and steal him ice cream. So that might have been the second strike against me. Yeah. But then one time, I'm back in the wheelchair section. And it's one thing when you get insulted by somebody not in a wheelchair. But when you get insulted by somebody in a wheelchair saying you go slow as a waitress. Oh, God. That's like a pretty big slant. Oh, for sure. So I was like serving this guy. And I'm like, hey do you want a shepherd's pie? And then he's like, sure. And I'm like, okay, do you want mashed potatoes with that? And he's like, what? 
what are you stupid? Oh, <laughs> no. And I was like, I don't know what the hell you're saying to me. He's yeah. like, well, who don't want so many potatoes with my shepherd's pie? I'm like, I don't know, dude. Right? And then he's just like, there's so many potatoes on a shepherd's pie. I'm like, I don't know what the hell shepherd's <laughs> pie is. My freaking manja family would never make shepherd's pie. Manja? I don't know. What we just that? don't eat that shit. I didn't have my first shepherd's pie till like last year that's true right and so then i was like what the hell is this then i bring his fucking meal back out and he's like you're slow as molasses and i was like i don't even know what that means either <laughs> what are these people yelling at me for needless to say i stole a bunch more ice cream for brandon then like two months in i was just really upset my mom was leaving for england yeah and so my dad and my mom drove me to work on the way to pearson airport <laughs> and then as soon as I got to work, they fired me. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow, so you've been fired? I've yeah. never been fired <laughs> right? in all my jobs I've So had. then I was like, Dad, I need you to come pick me up. And he's like, what's the matter? I'm like, yeah, they let me go. <laughs> so it was so depressing. Needless to say, like, six of my closest friends worked there and we all hated it. And I definitely felt like there was some shady shit going on in there. Oh, there always is. Wait, did you tell the story about giving the pudding... Do you want to tell that story? Or? Yeah. So no, you, then, you don't have to. We don't. No, have. I can say it. So then maybe this was another catalyst point. So those friggin' jerks in that place didn't tell me about the diabetic section. And so I remember that even the cake, it was a Boston cream cake, okay. right? And um, this one gentleman who was actually really nice to me, this is how they get That's you. That's how they get you, I was going right? to say. He's like, can I have another slice of Boston cream cake? So I already given him one, and then I gave him a second one. <laughs> then he may have gotten into some sort of episode. Uh, he didn't tell you episode. he was diabetic. He, tell me he, was diabetic. he snuck into a non-diabetic section, Jesus. I think. So it's not on you, really. You were no, just being nice to him. No, I was just being nice, trying to get a man some cake. And so they didn't like that. No, I guess so not. So he may have had an episode that they had to, like, handle really quickly oh no so you know there's that <laughs> so okay well that's an interesting first job for a 15 year old i said if i had ever gone into law right i would have come back and sued that building well that's the sad thing sometimes you hear about like I, when you just hear about like old age homes too like the, how people get mistreated mm -hmm. and like when they don't keep up or clean the place it's kind of sad, but when you're a nice young girl trying to help out, yeah. trying to help it play out, like, come on, give me some slack. Give me some black slack. <laughs> to be fair, I drank more apple juice at that gig because they had one of those, like, juice dispensers, and I'm mm. like, mmm, apple oh, juice. hell yeah. I'm like, I will take this apple juice, and I will steal as much ice cream for Brandon as possible. <laughs> I like it. So I'm trying to decide if we should go into a new game for you about something that happened last night, mm -hmm. or if we should get into one more job. One more job. Do you, you want to tell a job? Because if it's me, it might yeah. be a longer story. Okay, so I'll do my job, because okay. we're on, um, whatchamacallit, because you just said you were a cart boy. Cart boy who graduated to a cart man by the end of it. <laughs> so at 16, because um, I was newly unemployed, yeah. um, whatchamacallit, I actually became a cart girl. What? Right? At How, like, forward, progressive thinking. I know. So, at Pearson Airport. So, it was a little Ooh. bit under the table. Um, only because my How'd friend... How did you get the job? My friend from elementary school, her dad what was... What up, Jenny? <laughs> no. Oh, close, though. Oh. It was in the group of friends. Um, hey, what up, Jenny, if you do listen to this podcast. <laughs> That's a good segment. Um, what up, Jenny? <laughs> um, it was my friend... Sarah, thank you, Claudia. Sarah. Claudia. Her, <laughs> her dad was a pilot cool. um, for one of the airlines, and he used to... Tokyo always, Air, right? No. Shut up. 
I don't know. <laughs> so either way, so we used to always go to the airport um, and hang out there. And he's like, if you guys go and um, put carts away, he's like, people forget that they pay for like um, suitcase carts and they're actually a dollar a pop. Oh, nice. So we used to go collect carts. So some days I could make like on top of what he paid us, yeah. which was like, let's just say like 50 bucks or something for the day. Mm. I could make like 50 other bucks for putting away wow. all these carts. So it was like cool. amazing for a two hour shift. So if right. you're like bordering on homeless and no job, go do that. Yeah. No, now they, they, they caught on to it. Now uh, other people do it. You've ruined it for everybody <laughs> yeah. else. So that was like a pretty sweet gig for How long summer. did you do oh, for, for summer? summer. Okay, yeah. cool. Do you want to go into our new game? It sure. might only happen this one time, but you named it. Yes. Is it mine? Uh, no, we uh, not the um, not the job, but oh, what so happened last night. Do you want to do oh, that first, yes. then we'll wait okay. for the we'll do uh, another game afterwards. Yes. So. so this is called situational etiquette. Slash, why are you being a fuckface? <laughs> yeah. Situational etiquette. Slash, why are you being a fuckface? Bitch. Okay, so here's the thing. We told you guys about TTC etiquette. Yeah. I like to think John and I we're pretty we're pretty. We're good people. We're Just, good people. We need the world. Here's the problem we've realized. Well, especially this past year, which has only been like six weeks, yeah. seven weeks. All these things have been happening that are just like annoying us, that are crazy. I'm like, universe, are you just doing this so we have podcast stories? It's really crazy. Like, like we're holding out some stories just because they're so crazy. We have lots of stories that have happened that we just can't get to because it's too crazy. Yeah. But last night, something happened where it's like, come on, just like give us a break, right? Okay. So, you start. So we had an awesome uh, morning slash afternoon because you had your brother Brandon and he brought over little B, a.k.a. Benjamin Three Stacks. Yes. Our, your little nephew. Yeah, our and little nephew. Our little nephew. He came over and he, we had like a great time in the city with him. He's only like a year. A like, year and a half. A year not and a half. Even. Not even. So he's just like a little guy. And he's, last time he was in our apartment, he couldn't even walk. Walk, yeah. This time he's like running around through all the doors <laughs> yeah. and he's playing on the piano yeah. and he's playing with blocks, then we took him out for lunch mm -hmm. at Pogue Mahone, so it's just like a fun afternoon, mm -hmm. uh, and then you went to go meet up with Mir fan favorite Miranda. Miranda, we had coffee in Leslieville, yeah, and then we decided that we wanted to go do dinner in a movie last night, right, so I've been dying to see Lone Survivor, right, the Mark Wahlberg movie where he's like a military guy with Emile Hirsch, and they go to Afghanistan to like mm -hmm. assassinate a Taliban guy, and then right. While they're in the mountains, they get found out, and it's like them versus like an army of Taliban's. Okay. So that's the premise of the movie. Totally. So we go, and okay, so here's some now situational etiquette, movie etiquette. The movie started at 9.30. Yes. What time did we get to the theater? We got there like 9.10, 9.15. Totally. So we were even pushing it late, because usually previews start like... 9 20 you should be in the theater. Yeah, for ready sure. Ready to go, right? I think we got there. They It was a smaller theater, so it wasn't like your IMAX size ones. It was like a yeah. half of that. We got there. We were like the first people in the theater. So we ended up actually getting like probably the best seats, like dead center, dead center, like mm -hmm. everything. And okay, so we hang out, whatever. The people start pooling in. People start pooling in. I have like many a stories about situational etiquette about this theater experience, For to be sure. honest. People start pulling in super late. I hate when you come late to a theater mm -hmm. and then you ask everybody else to move just yeah. so you can get a good seat. Can you seat. move so that me and my six other friends can sit here? It's like, no, how about you just get here 10 minutes earlier and then you and your six friends will have a place totally, to sit. Totally, right? And it's just like, um, hello, there's an entire front row of seats. Like, sorry, dude. Yeah. Right? Like, dude. why didn't you? Yeah. It's just like, why couldn't you get there on time? Like, it's just so not cool. Then, 
I was actually equally looking forward to seeing this movie. So what do you mm. rate it out of 10? I gave it easily like a 9 out of 10. Yeah. It was out of all the movies we've seen. Mm-hmm. It may, I think it may have even been my favorite movie. Like before that, Her was my favorite movie right. from like the past few months. Like right. out of Wolf of Wall Street, American Hustle, uh, Her, uh, Don John. Like any of the movies like Dallas this Street. Dallas Buyers Club. Club. This movie was unbelievable. It was really well done, well directed, well written, mm-hmm. based on a true story. The acting was great. I'm not afraid or ashamed to say I bawled twice. Yeah. I cried two different parts. So you gave it a what? Like 9 out of 10. Okay, so then I gave it a 4 out of 10. Because it was the worst experience I've ever had in the theater. Yeah. So something to actually take it's <clears throat> you okay me, there? To take into consideration, when we saw Prometheus, which was equally the worst movie ever, um, I had the person who was constantly sucking shit back through his nose for the entirety of the film. And he was sitting right beside me because yeah. he showed up late. Mm-hmm. Um, so that ruined the whole movie, even though it was a shitty movie. This movie, excited to see, I had, so me and John skip a seat, then this other dude and his girlfriend sitting beside me. Or I, paid prostitute, we don't know. Yeah, could have been an escort. The entire first 45, 40 minutes of the film, I had no idea what was going on because they were talking through the whole thing. Yeah. He did this thing with his popcorn that was like shaking the bag so the butter got everywhere and he yeah. did that periodically every 10 minutes. Yeah. Then he would like literally wait for the most like poignant, most like sentimental, serious point of the film where everything is like dead silent. You need to hear like the monologue. Mm. He'd reach into a candy bag and start shuffling it around. Yeah. Then it was even more annoying was that the girlfriend would start feeding him stuff in the theater. Oh, my God. And I'm like, seriously? And then every time he would... I don't even know if my pants make this sound, but I'm like, okay, we're going to try and make have my pants make this sound. Okay. But um, every time he would eat something out of the bag, he'd go like this. Yeah. Right? And he would do that every single time. So it was like 10 times he would do that. So I literally got to the point where I'm like, John, (laughs) I can't stay here. And I would like stare at them because I'm like not paying attention to the movie. It took me 45 minutes to realize what the characters' names were. And I'm like, I have no idea why they're sending four people to Afghanistan. Like Mm -hmm. I don't get why it's just them. I'm like, I don't get why they're not wearing helmets. Like it's all these different things. Yeah. And so this just kept going on for the rest of the film. So, like, the even worse part was, at one point, the guy, like, takes off to go to the bathroom, and then all this chaos starts ensuing in the theater. Like, oh people, my, yeah. people are, like, coming in, like, an hour yeah, late. Yeah, people came in an hour late. People were, like, kicking our chairs as they're walking by us. Like, just groups of, like, all these weird things are happening. Groups I'm like, of what people is going started on? leaving together and, like, running down the stairs. One dude's, like, phone went off, and then the chick beside me, as the guy went to the, like, bathroom or something, she literally, like, goes down on her like puts her hand or um like wax out her cell phone puts her head between her knees as if you're on like a flight and you're like um scrounging for oxygen yeah right and starts like texting and it's like dude i can still see your light on your phone yeah yeah, yeah. so your light's still like lighting your lights lighting up the room your <laughs> cell phone's lighting up the room dick so then literally they came back and they kept talking through the rest of the film like i was just so irritated, and so, like, the part where you got, like, really emotional, I had nothing. Yeah, I was crying, <laughs> and, and I just like, <laughs> And I was like, what is happening? I don't even know. So it was literally, like, ruined this movie experience for me, and I'm just like, movie etiquette. They have billboards telling you what to do. Mm-hmm. Why do you think you're in your own family room? If you fucking want to talk during the whole film, 
do not come to a theater to watch it. Stay at home. Exactly. Right? I just paid 21 bucks a person to go see this fucking film. Exactly. And not to mention, I was pissed off because I only got sixth place during time play. <laughs> yeah. You don't even have a scenic card. I know, but I'm playing for, like, pride. I'm not, I'm not in it for the free drinks. I'm in it for the pride of knowing my games. Stat whore! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was, that was, like, movie theater etiquette. Yeah. Slash, why are you being a fuckface? <laughs> yeah. But. Yes. So I was going to say, at the end of the film, I was like, because I was always like looking in periphery when I would turn at them, because yeah. I'm like, I'm not going to stare right at them. Yeah. But I was like five minutes away from being like, you need to shut the fuck up. For sure. Right? But as soon as the lights in the theater went on, I stopped and actually looked at the person when I was like putting on my jacket. And I'm like, oh my God, I could totally take you. Oh, he's a little fucking nerd burglar. He was such a nerd. Yeah, like his skinny jeans and his pants no, riding up. No, he was up. wearing skinny khakis. Skinny khakis. His fucking underwear was like falling out of it and he had like... Four eyes. Yeah, like a fucking red leather bomber jacket from like 1992. I don't condone violence, but dude looked like he needed to be slapped around a little oh, bit. Oh, totally. I, that's just what I'm saying. And I definitely would like to be the person to do it. You can definitely tell he probably in that relationship, his lady puts on a strap on and goes to town on him. <laughs> Mister. <laughs> I <Next>. apologize. <laughs> Can I say the other thing? Here's one of my pet peeves. I don't know if this is a pet peeve or life tip. When I was at the dentist this week. Oh, by the way, shout out to my teeth for being 28 years cavity free. I'm not giving you a shout out. (laughs) I I hate going to the dentist. But I was sitting there waiting and the guy sitting next to me. Here's the thing. If you're a skinny guy, you shouldn't be a a heavy breather. Yeah. Because this guy was like the guy at Prometheus. I'm sitting next to this guy in the dentist's office. He's skinnier than I am. And the whole time he's... I'm like, you're skinny. Don't breathe heavy. You're not a fat man. Fat people can breathe heavy. Breathe in through your nose, out through your mouth. No, breathe in through your mouth, out through your nose. Whatever it is, breathe normally. You're skinny. You don't need to breathe heavy. I'm also wondering if it's like, have these people ever been told they breathe hard? I don't know, but you know I've sat in meetings, and sometimes when it's like really quiet and you're in a presentation and you're sitting beside somebody, I'm like, did your parents ever tell you you breathe really hard? Exactly. Like, my brothers would have told me straight mm. up if I did. Well, you know what? I should have like elbowed this guy in the chiclet teeth, because so, if I knocked him out, he was in the dentist. He could have put him back together. <laughs> you might uh, have had to punch him in his nose. He may have had like a deviated septum. I'm not punching the nose. The nose, <laughs> I, I don't want my nose touched. I don't want to touch anyone else's nose. Meh. <laughs> I think I just burped. Yeah, Oops. So, what was that segment called? Situational etiquette. Slash, why are you being a fuckface? Situational etiquette. Slash, why are you being a fuckface? Bitch! Should we get back into the jobs podcast now, perhaps? Totes. So, my next job from Sobeys, there may have been like a year in between. Like, I was 15 going on 16 mm-hmm. at Sobeys. I didn't get my next job until I was just about to graduate right. high school, like 17. Or I got it during my like senior year of high school. Mm-hmm. And this one was a lot tougher than uh, getting Sobeys. Sobeys, I got it first try. Mm-hmm. This next round, I was applying everywhere. I think I, was, I applied at like HMV. I applied at Rogers Video Stores when they had video stores. Who would have thought I would be working at Rogers all these years later? Crazy. As a promo producer. <laughs> and I applied at a grocery, a couple grocery stores like Loblaws. Like Dan worked at Loblaws and he told me what a sweet gig that was. So I was like, oh, I want to work at Loblaws. I went to the Hazeldean Mall. Right. In beautiful Kanata, Ontario. Oh, no, that's in Hazeldean. So I went there, and then there was a grocery store. I don't remember what it's called, but I applied there. Right. And then my dad's, he was like in the car. He's like, go apply there. He's like, then go send your resume off to like Zeller's. <laughs> so I was like, okay. So I walked to Zeller's, and I uh, went 
and gave him my resume. And, like, the manager, store manager just happened to be behind, like, the front desk as I did it. Right. And he was, like, this kind of, like, chunky, like, burly guy. Okay. And he's, like, oh, are you applying? I don't know why he sounded. Why <laughs> <laughs> do sound like, like, a, like a Bruce Lee action play? Oh, are you applying for a, a job? I don't know. Racist. No. He was just, like... Oh, you! Pl- I don't know what I'm doing. That was like the biggest contrast in voices. He's like, "Oh, are you applying for a, a job at our fine establishment?" <laughs> yeah. Either way, he's like, "Let me take a look at that resume." I was like, "Okay," <laughs> and then he's like, "Okay, I'm gonna interview you right now up in my office." I was like, "Sure," and then 20 minutes later, I had a job. Oh, okay. So I got the job like on the spot there because yeah. I was fucking fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's always weird when you put your resume together at 15 years old because it's like. What do you put on it? Oh, I got like a C plus in grade ten math, like whoop de doo. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I put on my resume. I have a black belt in karate. I got. I'm an all star second baseman. Like, <laughs> that shows skills. No, that's true. But so I got the job there at Zellers, mm-hmm. and so my uniform for Zellers again mm-hmm. didn't have to be black dress shoes. It just had to be black shoes. Right. Black shoes. I still want to, with the dress shoes. Okay. So I still have dra- uh, black dress shoes. Once again, black slacks. I had the black slacks, rocking yeah. the black slacks. And then I had the more conventional uh, red and gray golf shirt. Oh. Which, you know what? Even if I didn't work at Zellers, I probably would have rocked it in my everyday life because I thought that I could really carry a red and gray sweat, uh, <laughs> shirt. So when I got hired there, I continued the tradition of being a fantastic cart man. Oh, okay. Because I was 17. I'm definitely a definitely man, man now. Definitely man So it. it. was good. I got trained by this guy named Stevie. Okay. And he was, like, the cool, like, all those cart guys were, like, the cool kids. Of course. It's, course. like, I ain't got no time to, like, be a cashier, like, working in electronics yeah. or clean shelves. Yeah. But it was good. I like being a cart boy there because I had a lot of freedom there. That's why I like being there. <laughs> no, it was good. It was, like, a pretty big mall, so I used to, like, walk all over, like, outside, inside the mall, and, like, I could disappear for 30 minutes, like, looking for one cart. Mm-hmm. And also, so we had walkie-talkies when we worked there, which was like a cool step up. So right. if I was outside pushing carts, they could walkie me and be like, oh, John, we need you to do a carry-out. Mm-hmm. Um, the other cool thing was the girl who I liked at the time in high school worked at like the muffin shop <laughs> inside the, not the Zella, Not a but, euphemism? <laughs> her, I liked her muffin top. No. <laughs> yeah. So she was like, she worked at the muffins, I think. <laughs> And so I'd always... Ah, you like mm, muffins still? No, I like mm, muffins because they have delicious chocolate chip muffins. Mmm, muffins. (laughs) (laughs) You guys should be a sponsor on the podcast or just send us free muffins. Yeah. Chocolate chip preferred. Damn it, we forgot to take the muffins. Damn it. Yeah. Mm. Okay. And then... So what I would do is her muffin shop was on the other side of the mall because we were in a mall pretty much. Mm -hmm. So I would like go to the other end and like try and push like 10 cards by her and be like, whoa, look at me pushing these cards. (laughs) Even though there was, like, up a bunch of ramps, and I was really tired and skinny back then, too. Yeah. I was like, damn. And then most of the time, she didn't even, like, look at me. I was going to say, did she ever toss a muffin in one of those carts for you? No. And to be <laughs> honest, we never even, like, during, like, a break got food or drinks together. Aww. So that kind of sucked. But, okay. uh, fuck you. No, I'm just joking. You're Do you know nice. this chick on Facebook? Yeah. Oh. Is she, is she still working in a muffin shop? No. Whoa. Mm. All right, stories for later. I think I even mentioned her in the first relationships, possibly. Ooh, so. let's go back. Let's piece them together. Which one is she? She is the one where I wrote uh, Hotmail emails to. Yes. 
And I asked her to dances, and she said no. Oh, <laughs> keep going. So um, we're, all, we're going to hell for this. Nah, I know. I'm just joking. She's a nice girl. I, she's not listening. Yeah. I don't think. If you are, whatever. You don't live anywhere near me. Yeah. I haven't seen you in eight years. What do I care? Yeah. Um. So. And she was mean to you. Well, she was nice, but then she was kind of. <laughs> we're trying to help your dance. Sorry. Okay. Whatever. She said no to to my dances, so I can be a little mean mm-hmm. to you. Okay. Either way. This is a job podcast. This isn't relationships part four. Cool. I'm still not angry, clearly. Cool. Um, what else happened? Oh, man, I felt bad for the people who asked me to do carryouts. Mm-hmm. You know how many, like, um, how many uh, barbecues, mm-hmm. patio furniture mm-hmm. I had to carry out? Again, like, four-piece patio furniture is as, now I was maybe 108 pounds, <laughs> five foot eight. All and, that subway? Yeah, all that subway. Oh, this was the best Subway I ever had, was at the Hazeldean Subway. Okay. You know why? They're the only place that had Fountain Dr. Pepper. Wow. And they had large Cokes there. <laughs> and I also liked the girl who worked at the Subway. Doesn't take much with you, eh? No. <laughs> but they never gave me a free cookie there either. And I went there every day. Like, every day. I don't go to the Subway every day now. <laughs> but... Yeah, it was tough doing those carryouts some days. Like, when I had to tie them to the roofs of the car, I'm like, just drive slow. I don't know how to do knots. <laughs> this is the problem. I don't know why they trust, like, high school students to do, like, legit things. I don't it's know. like, we don't care enough. And here's the thing. If you had a carryout and you had a guy who, like, who went and got a dolly, went to the back and did all these carryouts, mm-hmm. would you tip Would you tip a carryout guy? Who... We did at Canadian Tire. Now, okay, were you allowed to be tipped? Like, if, as a carryout person... Was there a policy saying, yeah, people give you tips? You're not allowed to take it, but we always did. Yeah, same here. We weren't allowed to, but mm-hmm. I'd say I got a tip maybe one out of every 10 to mm-hmm. 15 carryouts. Right. Like, for the years I worked there, I got made, I made maybe maybe $25 in tips, and I worked there for a few years. Okay. So, I mean, I'm like, give me a break. Like, I need a sandwich. Look at me. I need food. <laughs> <laughs> but you did have that PS2. Yeah, that was from Zeller's. That was like... <laughs> A month and a half work of like <laughs> of uh, paychecks. Okay. So the cool thing was at Zellers was I was definitely the hot shit at Zellers. Keep going. <laughs> People were like in were into this at Zellers because they'd be like, "We need a carry out at like Cash Four, and I'd be like, "Oh, you rang?" And people were like, "Yeah." <laughs> Did you have like cart music? Like, for, like, your entrance music? I should have. That would have been cool. But it, it was good. Like, the only thing I hate, the only thing I didn't like about being a cart boy there was when it rained. Yeah. I didn't mind pushing carts in the snow because, again, I could spend way more time outside. Like, I can only take three carts in at right. a time. So but when it rained, you had to get carts. So, like, I'd have to put on, like, a big... Smock. Uh, yeah, like a winter jacket and just get wet as, mm-hmm. as can be out there. And I'm trying to think. So, there's a couple stories. I got to break this up. There's a couple... I worked at Zellers, I left, I came back, mm-hmm. left. I went from a celebrated cart boy, mm-hmm. sorry, cart man, mm-hmm. to one of the top patio sellers in all of Zellers. What? So maybe we'll get into that in a second. Mm-hmm. Oh, just a couple other quick points. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, one funny thing was, so yeah, so when I wasn't pushing carts, I was inside just like going down the sh- aisles, just like making sure all the food and items were like in place and stuff. So okay. I mean... It was a sweet gig, but I like being outside because people always ask me where things were and I never knew where they were. Right. So I always liked, I like being outside and just being like one with nature. But one funny situation was, so we all had walkie-talkies. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people who worked there, like mainly the guys, they're all like burnout stoners. Okay. And I had this one guy who was super nice to me, but he was like a big burnout. And he was just like, 
he's like, oh, dude, my friends are here. They want me to steal a walkie-talkie so they can, like, mess with it. I was like, uh, he's like, should I do it? I'm like, probably not. Oh, my God. And so, anyway, one of these days, he went and, like, gave a walkie-talkie to yeah. his two friends. Because we had a channel we always had to be on for, like, oh, John, we need yeah. you here or, like, whatever it was. For sure. And so, these guys stole a walkie-talkie. And they were, like, doing, like, really bad jokes, like, old school jokes. The movie being like, yo, you're my boy, Blue. <laughs> but these guys were so dumb. So they were on the walkie-talkie messing around with it. We had, like, a staff meeting. Like, the on-site manager was just like, okay, someone took our walkie-talkies. We need uh, change it to a different channel, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. But, like, we had to sign out these walkie-talkies. So, like, it was, it, it was just, like, this whole thing. But the guys on the walkie-talkie were so stupid because all they had to do was like they got security involved and all this stuff. All they had to do was just drop a walkie-talkie and run away. These guys, the people on the other end, like who we worked with, were like, give us back the walkie-talkie. And like, no, how do we know we're not going to get in trouble? Or like, we, like they were making demands to give it back. Like, ransom. They were just like dumb stoner guys. Okay. So like, that was just like a weird situation. Mm-hmm. Another crazy thing was we had undercover security. I think that's everyone. Yeah, everyone. Like LPs. Yeah, so he was super nice, the guy. I don't remember his name, but he was definitely a husky lad as well. Right. And I, I felt so bad. There's so many times he just busted, like, a lot of, mainly only busted girls. I never saw any, like, guys get busted we for saw, shoplifting. At our, um, when I tell someone, like, my Canadian Tire stories, there's a mm. lot of guys who got busted. Yeah. So that was, I always felt bad when they would get busted. But he would also come up to me, like, oh, do you see that person? I'm like, yeah, he's like, that's a shoplifter. Like, he would, Whoa. he was really good at it. Um, so I worked at Zeller's. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year of high school, graduated high school, decided to take a year off of uh, school because I graduated the year when it was the grade 12s and OACs. Cool. Uh, exactly. So I don't know if I'll we'll time to get into all this because I want to talk to you about Canadian Tire. We have another game we're going to play in a second. Mm-hmm. But my year off of school, I worked at Zeller's. I worked at a fire installation company. I volunteered at Rogers Cable, mm-hmm. and I also did night school. Whoa. And there are some crazy stories from all of those things. <laughs> uh, but before we do that, I think we should get into a, another round of games. Okay. And this is called, Who'd You Rather Work With? Who'd You Rather Work With? Break's over, Jerry. Nah, dog. I got ten minutes left on the clock. Okay, so who'd you rather work with is exactly what it sounds like. I have uh, a list of people. Mm-hmm. You have a list of people. We have to decide who we'd rather work with. Oh, I, I made mine as a different game. Oh, what's your game? It's called wait or Gig Wage or Quit. Oh, okay. Yeah. Who who's do you want to do first? We do yours. Okay, this is who'd you rather work with. So I just have three people. You have to tell me who'd you rather work with. Mm-hmm. You ready? Okay, would you rather work with the guy who smells like jelly beans but only eats raw onions? Ew. Would you, or would you rather work with a guy who smells like sprinkled donuts but is a sports bandwagon jumper? So he's just like, oh, man, Leafs suck until they win. They're like, oh, the Leafs are the best team. I always liked them. But he smells – I'll go over these. Yeah. He smells like donuts, sprinkled donuts. Mm-hmm. Or would you rather work with the guy who smells like Chinese rain but always tries to get you into the band Toto? Oh, last guy. That guy? Yeah. I How love come? Toto. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. well, that's, Win. <laughs> that's that game. I hope your game's a little bit longer. Is that it? Yeah, there's only three situations I have. Oh, what about you? I'd rather work with the guy who... Yeah, Toto as well. Like, I like the smell of jelly beans, but if you got onion breath in my face, like, get the fuck out of yeah. here. Uh, sprinkled donuts smell good, but I hate people who jump on sports bandwagons. Oh, my God, like Sochi. 
And I've never been to China, so I'd like to know what Chinese rain smells like. And I do like Toto, so mm -hmm. that's what I'm rocking. Right now, I'm equally pissed. So, Sochi Olympics are going on right now, too. Just an answer for sports bandwagon. Yeah. We are clearly cheering on Sweden. Why? Well, here's the thing. Of course, we want Canada to win. Totally. Awesome. But if Canada doesn't win, and you know what? Uh, I re We really like Sweden because they have our favorite player, King... I'm sorry, just Eric Carlson. Right. They have our former favorite player, Daniel Alfredson. Yeah. They have fantastic Detroit uh, Red Wings captain and team captain Sweden, Zetterberg. Yep. They have your favorite goalie and probably one of your most handsome men in all of hockey, yes. King Henrik Lundqvist. Yes. And they used to have a bunch of players we really like. Backstrom. Yeah, in fact, we don't just like them because they're good. We like them because we know them from Ottawa right. and like... We went to Detroit. go see Detroit. It was one of your favorite teams. Mm -hmm. We liked the Rangers. We went to go see them this totally. year. So, and the, we have the, more history. More history. And we also just not a fan of some other players on the Canadian team. Yeah, and the other thing is like Canada. If they don't win gold, it's a letdown. Like they're supposed, they're the best team. Yeah, in the they world. should win. They should win. I still like Sweden. Obviously, is a really good team. But they're still like the underdog ones you're not paying attention. Yeah, to. Yeah, exactly. And like Carlson's been amazing. I think he has. In the first three games, like six points already or something. Yeah, it's been crazy good. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, we want Canada to win, but if Sweden wins, I ain't, I ain't angry. No, and so the crazy thing is, is that I love when I go to work, and like, undoubtedly, I am probably the biggest hockey fan in our department. Yeah. Right? And so I always want to be like, can we switch the TVs to putting on the Sweden game? And people are like, why aren't you watching Canada? Blah, 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 whatever uh, players are on the team. I was like, guy, you are such a bandwagon hockey fan. Like, don't even get me started. You know nothing. And then, mm. like, some friends will take the piss out of me when, like, the Leafs win. Um, like, the previous game for Leafs versus Sens and we lost. Yeah. And I was like, dude, you freaking don't even watch hockey at all. Exactly. I'm like, come on, bandwagons. Yeah, I hate bandwagon yeah, jumpers. Totally. Okay, so. Uh, keep telling your story. I'll, we'll do my game afterwards. You sure? Mm -hmm. Who would you rather work with? Break's over, Jerry. Nah, dog. I got ten minutes left on the clock. Okay, so there's, uh, I'm not going to be able to get to everything this week. Like, um, I got to tell the story about when I used to pave driveways. Mm -hmm. And when I was hungover paving driveways, that's a good story. Mm -hmm. There's when I became a uh, patio furniture uh, barbecue seller. Sellers. Yeah. But there was a year when I took a year off of school. Yeah. And yeah, I didn't, I, no, I knew what I wanted to do with school is I wanted, I wanted to go to school for radio and television because right. I wanted to be like a director, I wanted to be in films, TV, all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, okay, I don't need math, I don't need science, I need like English, I need creative, like mm -hmm. computer stuff. So I went to like guidance at school and I'm just like, what do I need, you know, f to get into working or get into school for radio and television? Mm -hmm. It's like, first of all, you know, maybe bump up your English marks, like, mm -hmm. I was on the honor roll my last year in high school because I did gym and nice. computers and all this kind of stuff. But she's like, oh, it never hurt to like go back into school and like do a night course for English. I was like, okay. Mm -hmm. She's like, you should also volunteer at Rogers Cable and like get into a TV studio and do all this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay. So I ended up volunteering at Rogers Cable. Mm -hmm. And I think someone texted you. Oh, it's just for the party tonight. Uh, <laughs> and we... Went there and I got trained for a couple of days of like how to like do camera stuff and how to do Chiron and how to do VTR and answer phones and all this kind of stuff. So I could work there as much as I like. You just had to like call in and be like, I want to work on this show or work on that show. And I w used to work on Swap Shop, okay, which was every Monday. And I either would do 
VTR, so like putting in the tapes and stuff, mm -hmm. or I would work Chiron, you know, like putting up um, graphics. graphics, like people's names, who's calling, what they're selling. Mm -hmm. I would work the phone sometimes, mm -hmm. and like people would call in, so I'd relay that, and mm -hmm. I like would put them on air and stuff. Mm -hmm. There's a couple times I spelt names and words wrong. <laughs> and I it got, is a lot of power to have. It is. So I got in trouble once. This one woman's like, how do you spell, I don't know, reputation, whatever the word was. Mm -hmm. And she said, I was like, Duh, this way. She's like, no, that's not how you spell it. She's like, you spelled it wrong on the air. I was like, oops. <laughs> okay, so okay. I'm getting paid nothing for this shit. Yeah. So I worked there every couple, like a couple times every week. Okay. I was still working at Zeller's. Okay. So I did a lot of like, uh, I'd worked there mainly at nighttime. Right. Because during the day I was working, my neighbor was nice enough to get me a job at his company where they... Uh, would install like sprinkler head systems and they were doing like at the time they were installing all the new sprinkler heads at the Corral Center which were, the, were at the time the center they should play they yeah. still play there now but it's called Canadian Tire Center okay so I don't remember how many were there but I think there was like thousands of them like it was like a long job so it was really That's cool crazy. they went to all these different companies and buildings and places and just would install install and just make it safer and all this kind of stuff so I got to work there during the day and they were Nine-hour days there. So that's full, pretty full. That's like yeah, it's full, full time. Full day, yeah. Full day, and here's the cool thing was so I had to sit in the security room mm -hmm. because uh, there was like a control panel I had to be by because if like a certain light went off, I had to radio the guys be like this light went off, and I think it meant something wasn't safe or something yeah. was wrong. And let me just put it this way: in the nine-hour day, the light would did not go off. <laughs> <laughs> it never went off. So it's basically me sitting there reading like Spider-Man books. Is that your Desmond job? Yeah, it was just like Desmond and Lost where I was supposed to like look for a light. And if the light came on, you know. It's Contact like, people? Yeah, the, the world would end. So <laughs> hold on. Um, here's the cool thing. It was interesting sitting with those security guards. Okay. Some of them were just like really like alpha male kind of like dick bags. Yeah. Who were just like couldn't be cops so they were just security guards right. and they were just like they would give people trouble trying to come through and they were just like d-bags <laughs> some of them were really nice mm -hmm. it was just like a really weird, weird character like it takes a certain kind of guy maybe to be a security guard maybe i don't know it's just well. these guys were just inter they're all really nice to me okay but it's just like me sitting with these guys for nine hour days and like they had stuff to do mm -hmm. but um it was cool because i got to see all the ottawa senators because oh. I sat in the area where the senators had to go through. Nice. And they had to get buzzed in to go through. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I saw Alfredson. I saw Spets. Like, all these guys. And, like, they were all super nice because they knew the security guards because they mm -hmm. saw them every day. Um, the only thing that sucked was sometimes they'd have to do their rounds, like, walk around the building to check stuff out. Mm -hmm. So, they would leave me in the security room. Okay. And, like I said, anyone who came in through that area had to be buzzed in. Like, no one had a swipe key because it's, like, it's a high secure area. Right. So... When the security guards would leave, they're like, you can't buzz anyone in. Okay. So you know how many times I sat there and... People on it. People, not just people. Ottawa senators would knock, because they would close the glass door, and they would knock on the door and be like, can you open the door for me? Mm -hmm. I'm like, like I think even maybe Alfredson there once knocked uh -huh. on the windows, like, can you open the oh, door? No. I'm like... Because they, they didn't know who I was. They didn't right. know I, like, they thought maybe I was a kid. Yeah. They're just like, and people would get frustrated. And sometimes, like, the, the security guards would be gone for, like, ten minutes at the time, or they'd get called to go investigate something. Right. And it's just, like, really embarrassing. Like, sometimes I'd pretend like I didn't hear them there. Yeah, I would just hide. It was awful. I'd know where to hide, though. It's just, like, an open glass room. So people could just see that me. That sucks. So I always hated that point. Yeah. Uh, I remember I was there when John Ritter died. We oh. talked about that. Everyone was just like, oh, John Ritter died. Yeah. Uh, what was the other thing? I thought I 
cause a um, power shutdown in all of Ottawa one okay. day. So here's a crazy thing. You got this. Do you remember the big like power outage of like ten years ago? Yeah, it was in Canadian Tire working. Yeah. So it was like all of like Ottawa, Toronto. It was like the huge mm-hmm. power yeah. outage. It's summertime, Ontario, right? Yeah. Ontario. So. Like I said, sometimes a light would come on, and if the light came on, I had to radio the guys and like hit a button. Mm-hmm. Or you know, you know what it was? At the end of each day, they had to radio me to tell me like hit a button to like turn off a let leave or I don't know what it was. I had to Same. hit one button. Like that's all I was there for. Yeah. And I got paid actually pretty well for that. Like I got paid more than minimum wage, which was nice. nice. But one day it was the end of the day, and they radio me. Uh, the guys were like, "Okay, John, you know we're done doing whatever. You can come and press the button." So I was like, "Okay, hit the button." And as soon as I hit it, all the power went out in all of the the hockey arena. That's scary. I was like, holy shit. I was like, first of all, I'm like, did I cause a power outage yeah. like, in this rink? Totally. I was like, oh my god. I'm like, I think there maybe is even like a game tonight. <laughs> Alfredson's going to kill me. Spencer's yeah. going to be like, oh, I got to get to my barn. Oh, <laughs> how am I going to put the puck in the barn? And I was like, oh my god, this is awful. And like, the security guard's freaking out. like, what did you do? I was like, I don't know what I oh did. Oh my god. And then like. The guys from the company like ran down like what happened? I'm like I don't know I didn't know what I did. And then Jesus. We found out like a couple minutes later. It's just like everything was out. Right. And so luckily like it wasn't me. It's just that happened like the power outage happened when I was like pressing all these buttons. Right. But that was like just crazy. That's crazy. And so the other thing was, I think that was like sometimes I got to put sprinklers together. That was like That's fun. pretty fun. And then I this is before podcasts because I would like listen to music. And this is before iPods. I only had a CD player, so I'm like. I'm here Change for nine hours. Disc. Yeah, I had Spider-Man books, and I would just sit there, and I'm like, I mean, it was a cushy job. It was a good job to have, but mm-hmm. it would be busy days. So I'd work there from like let's say eight till five, and then I'd go right from there and work Zellers like five thirty to like nine thirty or whenever mm-hmm. they close. So there was a couple like really busy days. I mean, I got paid pretty well, which was good. Yeah. So that was pretty much that year I did. That job at uh, Corral Center. Right. Zellers afterwards, because the uh, fire installation thing was Monday to Friday every day. Work Zellers after that, work Zellers weekends. And then when I wasn't working Zellers, I was volunteering at like Zeller, or no, Rogers Cable. Mm -hmm. And also doing night school. So Why are you I'm, taking a night school? uh, English. Okay. I made friends with this guy. His name was Julian. He looked like Don John. Okay. He was like a Guido guy, but he was really impressed with me because I always knew rap music. <laughs> and he'd always be like, yo, what new rap music do you have for me? And so like, he was my one friend that I had in Aww. English class. Why did you take the year off? I took it off because it was tough to get into school. I didn't know if I had the credentials to get into like what I wanted to get into. Mm-hmm. And it was good because I got to do some volunteer work, which actually helped me in my interview process at right. Centennial. And I was also, I was only 18 at the time because we were the first graduating grade 12 class like we were the youngest people to graduate ever like right. we didn't have OAC yeah it's like I'm still young make some money right go back do some more school mm-hmm. pretty much like that uh, so yeah th- those are those situations after that happened so I did that for a year and then I went to Toronto mm-hmm. quit Zellers to go uh, study at Centennial and then I had to come back and work at Zellers wow. and I was not a cart boy when I came back what were you I was working, I sold patio and patio furniture and barbecues. Ooh. But I'll wait for that because mm-hmm. I've been talking too much. Do you either want to talk about Canadian Tire or play your game? Do you want to play your game? Sure. Let's play your game. Go for it. So, all of you guys know the game that we play, uh, Mary Effer Kill. Yes. So, this is a little bit of a change in theme. 
but along the same concept. Perfect for a jobs episode. We're calling it gig, wage, or quit. Gig, wage, or quit. I'm about to make that paper. It's Okay. I like this game. <laughs> right? I wish I did this instead of asking if you want to be with someone who smells like jelly beans. <laughs> so, okay, so this is for John. So, you so have, wait, what's, what's, what's the game? So you basically, I'm going to give you three scenarios. If you haven't listened to us play Marry or for Kill, three jobs, mm-hmm. and you have to tell me if you would work it, if you would do it but for minimum wage and then quit, mm-hmm. or just like, sorry, a gig would be like you could do it for the rest of your life. Minimum wage, because you just like, it's okay, but you're not really happy about it, or just straight up quit, because you would not do it at all. Okay. Okay? So three jobs are, the first one is a cemetery groundskeeper. Okay. The next one is a midnight shift factory line worker. Okay. And the last one is an elementary school guidance counselor. Two of them I want to quit. Okay. <laughs> so gig, wage, or quit. The one I'd do the rest of my life would be the factory worker. Really? Yeah. Okay. So I would just throw on some headphones and just be like, hope that my arm doesn't get chopped off. <laughs> you remember that old commercial of the robot where he's like, I can put my arm back on. You can't. Be safe. <laughs> oh, yeah, I do. Okay. <laughs> so I would just make that joke every day. So I would do that for the rest of my life. Okay. I would so that is your gig? Gig. So uh, wage or quit? I'd probably quit the groundwork because I would get heat stroke and pass out into a grave and someone would bury me. <laughs> and then I would do the minimum wage of counseling kids. Yeah. So I'd be like, I don't know, follow your dreams, eat some jelly beans, do what you gotta do. I'm just getting paid like 10 bucks here. <laughs> so get the fuck that, out of here. That is some extravagant minimum wage. Well, I don't know. I actually don't is. know what minimum wage is. I think is it right might now. even be more than that. Maybe it's like $12. Probably. Now. Man, these kids have it too easy. What about you? Um, I would definitely. Quit the cemetery groundskeeper because I am not Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oof. Um, I would definitely wage the Midnight Factory Line thing because I would hate that. Yeah. And I would definitely gig the elementary school guidance counselor because I feel like I do that now anyway. Um, kind. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the next one is gig, wage, or quit. Bring it. Taxi driver. Okay. Restaurant dishwasher. Okay. Or door-to-door salesman. Definitely quitting the taxi drive. Taxi. <laughs> I love that you know which one you're going to quit instantly. Instantly. Because I know I won't know the whole city well enough. People will be like, oh, take me to like Brunswick Avenue. But like, I don't know where that is. Yeah. And they'd be crazy. So I'm quitting that. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, the dishwasher, what was the... Restaurant dishwasher. And what was the other one? Uh, door-to-door salesman. I will do door-to-door salesman as a minimum wage. Okay. So I've done door-to-door stuff before with, like, cubs where you have to, like, sell candy bars, and I hated that, too. Okay. I hate going door-to-door and be like, hi, my name's John. You want to buy some door-to-door stuff? And I would <laughs> yeah. I would love to be the dishwasher the rest of my life. Okay, okay. So that's what I'm doing. I think for me, I would uh, be nervous I'd get killed being a taxi driver, Fair both enough. by being the driver and just literally me driving kind of thing like somebody shoot you from behind okay so i'd probably be a restaurant dishwasher first then door-to-door salesman then taxi driver gotcha okay so the next one this is the last one no i have two more do you want to save the no, other no, two no i like i was happy i like this game so i'm glad you have two more okay so gig wager quit Ooh. a porter male steward mm-hmm. a ttc street car driver okay or Rob Ford's SUV driver, gig wage or quit? I would have to do, I'd have to quit the porter because that's like up in the air stuff. Yeah. 
I wouldn't be I wouldn't be good with serving people. I'm just not good at that kind of stuff. Someone would be like, oh, get me a coffee, and yeah. I would spill it all over their fat heads. Okay. I would probably gig Rob Ford. Okay. Because we would just probably go to KFC, but then people would always hate on us. Okay. I would do the TTC. I hate it, but you know you're getting paid a shitload because totally. those assholes do nothing. They get paid lots of money. Totally. So what about... And you can yell at people. Apparently nothing happens Nothing to happens. You, so. Or fall asleep on the job. Yeah, nothing so happens. fuck you, TTC drivers, yeah. for being rude to me. What about you? I think I would do Porter Stewart, okay. I guess. Then I would do TTC streetcar driver. Then Rob Ford, SUV driver. Because okay. I feel like you would automatically get more of a backlash if you were Rob Ford's driver. And he'd probably, like, sexually harass you. And yeah, stuff. it'd just be super gross. Okay. Okay, I like it, I like it. The last one Ooh. for all the minimum wage money. Gig wage or quit. Subway sandwich employee. Pizza pizza employee. Okay. Or a McDonald's employee. All are 24-hour gigs. And they're all night shifts. Now, like pizza, pizza. Am I making the pizza? Am I counter? Wi- All ca- of them are counter people. Okay. Fuck. I think I would do. I wouldn't do. I'd have to quit Subway because they would make me want to. I'd have to make it in front of them. I can't make a sub to save my life. I don't know what Chipotle sauce is, so don't <laughs> ask me what Chipotle sauce is. You're gonna give me a stink eye. I think, Bitch eyes. I think I would minimum wage pizza. What did you say? Pizza, pizza. Pizza, pizza. Yeah. Because that's pretty easy. I'd just be worried about burning my hands, taking the pizza out. Yeah. And then I'd work McDonald's because if I had to choose out of three which ones I'd want to have, like, free food, it'd be McDonald's. Wow. What about you? I would definitely gig Subway sandwiches. And then... You'd still be an artist? What? You'd be a sandwich artist. Yeah, I would totally be a sandwich artist. And then I would wage, minimum wage, pizza, pizza... And I would definitely quit McDonald's. I feel like that is a license to die, either from the actual oil and fumes slash the people. But what a way to go. Ugh. So that is how you play gig, wage, or quit. <laughs> gig, wage, or quit. I'm about to make that paper. It's Chipotle. Okay, so how about this? Let's. you want to talk about Canadian Tire? Yeah, yeah I can say it. Let- we'll, yeah. we'll talk about that, and then we don't. we're already at an hour and a half, so let's talk about CT. Then next time we'll do another episode. Maybe we'll do it if we can put your brother's comments in from his mm-hmm. podcast. I'll talk about the time I paved driveways, mm-hmm. when I used to sell patio furniture. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what happens behind closed doors with the patio furniture, a.k.a. people throwing them off of the yeah. top of uh, boxes. Yeah. And I'll also talk about uh, some other crazy jobs mm-hmm. that I had, like when an old man welcomed me inside of his house. <laughs> Creepy. Yeah. Right. But we'll save that for another podcast. Let's talk about Canadian Tire, and then we'll maybe get into our band of the week. Yeah. Actually, Canadian Tire, I think, is the same on par for me as Zeller's probably was on par for you. Like, it was, like, the most thorough of the earlier jobs. And everyone had that one job that they stayed in for, like, a long time. For me, it was Zeller's. I worked there off and on for, like, three years. I think same for me. It was, like, Canadian Tire was, like, off and on for, like, four years. Okay. And it was, like, my first two relationships came out of there and like just stuff like that right i wasn't such a dog i'd have more relationships from zellers but i couldn't just pick one. <laughs> oh. Ooh. um yeah just no slinging dick so wait shut up so when um i was obviously still lived at my parents place and my friend miranda uh fan favorite fan favorite was working across up okay so our street's all of our closest friends lived all on the same street, essentially. We were all five minutes away from each other. Nice. My one friend lived, like, down the street. 
Aww. So then, um, at the top of our street, though, because uh, suburban sprawl, we literally had a Loblaws on one side, and they just opened a Canadian Tire on the other side. Okay. So Miranda got a job at the photo lab in Loblaws, and then nice. I was like, yo, I'm going to go try and get a job at the Canadian Tire. So I went to apply for the gig. I got it. So I started off as a cashier. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. And it it was a bitch because not only do you have to give regular money away, you have to give Canadian dollar, oh, or Canadian yeah. tire funny money away. Right. And I'm like, this is stupid. Um, but either way, I stayed at that and it was fine. Met a lot of friends, a lot of great friends I still have now. Actually, we went to On's wedding. Yeah. Um, He's super awesome. We super love him. Super great guy. And his wife is fantastic. Um, And so either way, so from there, I ended up working in like all of the departments. So I did like patio, which was like the most fun ever. Um, I did customer service, which is the biggest bitch ever. Mm. I did like housewares and stuff. And you know me, I take any job I have super seriously. Of course. So I am like, hey, me too. I passed out for my job. (laughs) So mine is mainly like, although one day I remember coming in super hungover and puked everywhere. Uh, They did not fire me. You want to hear my one hungover sellers? Everyone's got those stories too. I was drinking the night before, mm-hmm. and I stayed over at a friend's place, and we got drunk, and mm-hmm. I woke up the next day, hung over his balls, mm-hmm. and I, I remember my mom, like, drove me to Zeller's yeah. that day, and she's like, are you okay? I was like, yeah. She's like, are you sick? <laughs> I shook it. I'm like, oh, I just feel sick. She's like, were you drinking? I was like, oh, no. no. I'm like, clearly I was. Then I got there, and I just, it was a bad hangover. Like, I couldn't walk. Mm-hmm. I thought I was going to throw up. I was there for, like, <clears throat> 30 minutes, like, just going down aisles doing stuff, and mm-hmm. I was like, I got to take a break, and I was just like... I passed out, like, in the back lunchroom on a couch. And this weird guy walked up to me. He's like, yo, look at this weed I got. I was like, oh, I'm going to throw That's up. That's so crazy. And then, like, I was like, I, I told him, like, I got to go home. I don't feel well. And I think Ugh. I went home and just threw up. So That's the worst. Yeah, I've been hungover before. The craziest thing was, is, like, all of our friends, like, so Miranda worked, excuse me, Miranda worked at Loblaws. I worked at Canadian Tire. But then, like, Lil and Chris and everybody, they all worked at Ontario Place because Chris's dad was a huge manager there. So it'd be crazy because I'm like, I used to spend like all of my summers like working at Canadian Tire and so I made all this new group of friends. So it was really like, um, like a lot of people just to hang out with. So it was like really great in that respect. Um, but yeah, like even during summers at the patio center, I sound like the biggest klepto, but I used to ring in plants all the time wrong (laughs) for people I knew. Like I was just like, yeah, yeah, I'll give you this huge spiral tree and only charge you like for a daisy kind of thing. So, like, whoever was doing inventory for our location must have been, like, crazy not accounted for. Mm -hmm. The amount of shit I scammed. So, that was cool. Um, What else happened? I'll tell some of the customer service stories later because I think this would actually go into the bracket of why I hate certain people. Okay. It's just some people, they have fucking gall to, like, try and return shit. Oh, yeah. Um, So, that's crazy. But then, otherwise, like... I always remember the funniest things would be, um, I had like a whack bout of insomnia when I was in high school and I used to talk on the phone to like four in the morning to some of our friends Okay. and just watch infomercials. So I remember watching things like juicers. Remember mm. the guy with the crazy eyebrows? Yeah, yeah. So he would make like crazy juices, juices from like celery and apples and like mm-hmm. whatever. So I would take this like paid commercial knowledge take it to work the next morning, right? And be like, hey, in housewares, and like, why do you, why do people trust high school students? Like, I have no idea what the fuck I'm yeah. talking about. 
this woman was like, oh my god, she's like, which juicer's the best? I'm like, oh, well, this one is really good, because mm. if you want to get, like, as many electrolytes, you can make things like celery and apple juices and whatever, and I was like, not, I didn't know dick about barbecues, and I would sell barbecues, I didn't know dick about plants, and I would, like, be like, this hydrangea, mm. or whatever, and I'm like, if you use this miracle grow, and I'm like, I loved it, and I took my job extremely seriously, but yeah. I didn't know shit about plants, right? Yeah. And I didn't know shit about appliances. Um, every time, I'm wondering if you did this as well, you'd be like, hey, can you go check if you have something in the warehouse? Nobody I knew went to actively go check for the warehouse stuff. They'd go walk to the warehouse, do like a lap, and then come back and be like, we don't have it. Yeah, <laughs> it definitely... Yeah, we did that a lot. Like, yeah. if it was some weird thing that we knew we didn't have in the store, I'd be like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I'll go check in the back. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, oh, no. Or I'd be like, let me go call a different store. And just yeah. like, yeah, let me just go walk around behind and, like, crush some boxes in the compactor <laughs> yeah. or something like that. The worst was, like, when the bad weather happened and, like, people used to always come and hang out. Like, the patio center was, like, where it was at, right? Because you had, like, your own section. You could kind of do whatever the hell you wanted. You could be outside, inside. It wasn't, like, attached to the store. And so I'm like, I ruled that. Like, people would come and, like... People were getting in trouble because they were just hanging out with me in the really? back. Yeah, totally. Um, but yeah, it was super cool. And I definitely have more stories, but I'll save it for the next one. Cause we're yeah, we're running out. I'm going to say one last thing. This is, uh, hold on, let me, we'll end this on a life tip. This mm-hmm. is, you talked about giving your brother free pudding and stuff like yeah. that. Here's the only thing I did. I never took anything or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this could maybe be a John's life tip. Life. life tips. Yo, this is my life tips. Take your mind on a little trip. As I make your bitch strip, this is John's life tips. So the one thing I would do, like I said, I'd always go to Subway for lunch. Now, we were on time cards. Like, you had to punch in and out mm-hmm. for lunches, right? So what I would do is because the subway was right next to Zeller's, mm-hmm. when I was told, like, okay, John, you can take your half-hour lunch break, you're supposed to go to the back lunchroom, punch out for lunch, and then go do your thing. Mm-hmm. What I would do is I would walk. They would radio me, okay, John, take your lunch. I'd walk to Subway, buy my sub, then go back to the lunchroom, and then punch oh, out. so you gained, like, ten minutes. So I gained, like, five, ten minutes right there. Yeah. And I got busted once by, like, some <laughs> old, like, lifer who was working there her whole life. She's like, you can't do that. I was like... Shut up. You're just like, why is that you're me? not, like, onto what you've done? Yeah, so that that's my life tip. Maybe if you have a time card, just you can get around the system. Only if you have a subway that close to you. Exactly. And only if they have Fountain Dr. Pepper. Ooh. So that's John's quick life tip. <laughs> La- 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 Yo, this is my life tips. Take your mind on a little trip. As I make your bitch strip, this is John's life tips. Well, I think this was a good way to end it. Mm-hmm. I don't think... I'm looking at my notes to see if there's any other little things to talk about. I said, thank Kenny, sponsor, embarrassing John story, Val's movie experience, jobs. I wrote down Ben. Mm-hmm. We had fun with Ben this weekend. We talked about that. Mm-hmm. And intro, uh, you guys remember about the contest. So... 
I think this is a good place to end it this week. Yeah, I have so many other jobs, though. This is going to be crazy yeah. part two. Well, yeah, I think you guys will like this a lot, and I've been I've been waiting to do this one for a while, so we can't pack it all into one episode because that would just be like a three-hour episode. Yeah. Maybe this will be like a relationship and be like a three-parter. Totally. But we won't probably won't be jobs next week. It'll be something different. But Oh, really? Well, maybe we'll do jobs again. Yeah, continue. Yeah, maybe we'll do jobs, and then it might be the Ottawa podcast, and then mm-hmm. we're almost done, so... And then we have other exciting stuff we'll talk about soon. But mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out who I want the band of the week this week to be. Oh. But um, I can figure that out. Okay. And uh, thanks again for being this week. Thank on you. Here. I, I thought we did a really good job of ending the podcast last week. Because we did the outro banter really well? Yeah, we did it well together. So okay. that, that was pretty good. But and you don't know what song you want to pick. No, I'll figure that out in a second. Okay. Okay, well, I guess we'll do another Jobs episode very, very soon. Amazing. I'm out of here. Okay, guys, so I figured out who my band of the week will be for this week's episode of Live at 605, and there's a couple options I was going to do. I'm going to save them for later, because what I want to do is I've done a lot of different bands where I've done rock, I've done pop, I've done rap. I haven't really done too much R&B music, so I was just going through my top uh, rated songs and there's this awesome it's not a band I guess it's a person called Onra O-N-R-A and they only have one song that I know about but it's really cool it reminds I think the song came out maybe three or four years ago so it's a fairly recent song but if you guys like Montel Jordan or like any of that R. Kelly early 90s R&B type music it sounds just like that but I just rediscovered it right now I'm like oh this is such a cool song it's perfect. It's a different kind of genre of music. So, like, I didn't want to do another rock or rap or pop, whatever it is. So, let me try something different. This song is called High Hopes, and it features Reggie B. And so, the band Onra, you know, maybe they're, like, an electronic or just, like, an instrumental band because I guess Reggie B is the guy who sings on the track. But it's, like, a cool, chill-out vibe kind of song. Better for the summertime. So, maybe if you're listening to this, it's, like, the dead of summer and you might like it, but... It's a really cool R&B track that I think you guys are going to like. So let's check it out. This week's Song of the Week by the Band of the Week is High Hopes by Onra featuring Reggie B. And of course, always get in contact with me, facebook.com slash live at 605. Follow me on Twitter. I'm at Malencamp. Live at 605.podomatic.com. Hit the PayPal button. Follow me on Instagram and Vine. I'm at John Mallon or Malencamp. And don't forget about the contest. Listen to the intro, listen to the outro, tell me the name of the comedian who says my name, and you will get a free Hey, Watch Your Dog Live at 605 t-shirt. Check the Facebook page to see what it looks like. And yeah, this was a fun episode. So until next week, guys, I'm your podcaster, John. Be easy. But you think I'm an average guy You figure out my approach Because you're such a classy girl You might be the most beautiful Most beautiful girl in the world Looking like a beautiful black queen I was over there doing my thing Got distracted by the beauty you
a brand new thing. I don't want to disrespect it. I want to do more than buy your things. I only want to compliment you. Forever make you feel free. And from the very first moment I saw you, I knew you were the one for me. John Mallon, 